Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello, Egg Chasers. It's the Egg Chasers Rugby Podcast, the podcast about rugby that doesn't take itself or the game too seriously. Back in the rugby dungeon... Ahead of the Autumn Internationals, a week away. I know it's England's games, two weeks, but there's actually games. Couldn't care less. Those games this week. Couldn't care less. (laughs) There was was games this week, right, (laughs) Phil? Uh, So the Autumn Internationals have started. Premiership rumbles on. uh, The Ultimate Fighting Championship as well. uh, And lots more besides, which we will get into. Thank you for listening. Thank you for subscribing. If you haven't already and you appreciate the podcast being there, 52 weeks of the year, every single Monday, then that's how you can uh, repay your gratitude is we just just buy it and subscribe simple as that uh, alternatively if you want to go one one step further and get extra content as well then patreon.com forward slash egg chasers which reminds me 30 new subscribers this week alone there you go people loving the extra little podcast they love it and uh, and also i think one one little reminder for the patreon episode later we need to do another shirt giveaway Ooh, yeah. yes, so let's, yes. Do that. let's do that. Very good. So idea. I went training the other day, and that's why loads of these shirts are missing, because I wanted to try on various different shirts to see if I wanted one. So I have a rotation of rugby shirts, which I wear for training. So I thought I'd, I was going to add one of the extra ones, one of the nice ones to my rotation. Well, at least they're getting used by one of us, because um, uh, someone asked me, what, whatever happened to Jackson Ray's boots? <laughs> oh. Which Jackson Ray gave to me. Uh, after but they were Sa- broken. After a Saracens game. One of the studs was broken, but um, I, I, I said to them, they were obviously a Saracens fan and remember me getting Jackson Ray's boots. I don't know if they were kind of hinting at maybe you could give them away. But uh, I said, oh, no, 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 within a week of donating them to the dungeon, JB had given them away. Yeah, well, it's not often you find players with size 12 feet. And we have a player with size 12, 12 feet. So uh, my friend Owen, I believe, own, owns them now. And they've seen action again. They're, Good. They're, you know, they've been using anger. The, the, most, the most disappointing thing that JB... Um, well, not gives away, but just doesn't give to us. Beer 52. Is beer 52. Every <laughs> yeah. time we get a beer 52 delivery for the pod. But we, I keep Tim, Tim and I never see any of I it. I keep telling them, right, there's three of us and it's in one box. I don't know what you want me to do. What do you want me to do? <laughs> they don't send one beer, they send one box of beer. No, no, they should send three. I've told them multiple times, there's one thing beer 52 have plenty of, it's beer. <laughs> Very true. All right. And some good stuff as well. Uh, we are contact we are contacteggchasers at gmail.com. Now, one thing which people have been enjoying over the last few weeks is us discussing misuse of the word literally. Ooh, they literally yes. love it. They, they do. They, they do literally love it. Yes. Um, here's one from 
some friends of ours at the Mallover podcast. He's going to get picked, whatever. If he does it against Tonga, everybody will be literally sucking Eddie, Don- Eddie Jones dry. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Boys. Everybody. Everybody, literally. <laughs> Goodness me. That, that was a discussion of uh, will Eddie Jones bring in the youngsters for um, the Tonga game? If they do, everybody will be literally oh. sucking Eddie Jones dry. I would recommend you go and find that, find that podcast and listen to the whole thing in its entirety for context. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, good lads. And um, we, we got sent another one as well, uh, which I will just try and find. Here we go. Uh, Alex Burridge uh, got in touch and <laughs> said he um, he noticed James Haskell doing exactly the same. As what? I, as I will demonstrate. And I hope that this, this November goes really well. We will hope that this November goes really well for you. Yeah, I think, I think Alex is playing brilliantly well. I think he's amazing. Oh. Hold on. Hold on. Here's a Haskell bit now. Um, and I'm excited to see how you go and to enjoy every single moment of it because I think you're in an amazing position. And I think if you keep working on yourself, the world is literally your oyster. Keep doing it. Wow. <laughs> literally an oyster. The world is literally his oyster. All right. So Impressive. I, I got a tweet today along the same lines. And it is the... I don't know if you've seen me retweet this. It's from uh, Andrew, uh, Andrew Exum. I think I'm saying his name, name right. Our, uh, one of our U- USA listeners. And he's got the subtitles on <laughs> for, um, for the sale... Versus Tigers game. And this is what the subtitles say, but you've got to guess what it actually meant to say. Okay. So this is, is this, did you say American <laughs> subtitles? Uh, yeah, I think these are subtitles they're watching in America, right? Okay. It's growing kit when one of the sharpest noses in the business. <laughs> That's really what say, de- that, yeah. say that again. This is what, it's this growing is what, kit. It's growing kit when one of the sharpest noses in the business. This is what uh, American death fans uh, have to put up with, by the way. It's growing kit. I'm thinking growing kit is a person. Oh, it's good. Rowan, Rowan, no. It's growing kit. Rowan kit? No, that's not a guy. That's not a... Uh... <laughs> and this was the Leicester Sale game. Leicester Sale game, yeah. It's growing kit. <laughs> and here's a picture of one of the sharpest noses of the business in the business. That's Kieran Wilkinson. There he is. Yeah. My name's ah. Kick. Sharpest nose in the business. Gone. I don't know what, what I was gonna say. <laughs> what I actually meant to say is it's Rowan Kit, one of the sharpest TMOs in the business. I thought <laughs> Rowan Kit was a person. Brilliant. Is that one of those automatic um it must be one of those automatic generated ones. The ones yeah, you, ones you can get on YouTube videos where it just autom- yes. automatically works out what's being said. Yeah, <laughs> wonderful stuff. Yeah, I don't think they'll. Go- I don't think rugby's quite at the point uh, anywhere, let alone in America, to uh, justify the budget to pay someone to rapidly type out what the commentators <laughs> are saying. Yes, quite. Uh, another good week of Premiership rugby. Yeah, great weekend. But, but firstly, well, on Monday last week after the podcast, the England squad was announced. So very, very quickly. Um, Phil, if you can get up the England squad, let's just pick the England team for the AIs. And we should also mention the fact that it is Wales New Zealand this weekend, isn't it? <sighs> Could or be. next weekend, as we sit here now. Is that uh, right? Uh, Might be a thing that happens, I don't know. Hold on, we've we got... We got we, should we... It is. Should, Wales, should we just reference the... 30th. The, should we reference the fourth body in the dungeon right now? Hey, oh. Lee. Hi, Lee. Uh, someone we've all played rugby with. Yep. And uh, Welsh. Actual Welsh rather than a self-loathing, self-loathing mid Welsh. So, so we can be friends. You see, a Wales playing, <laughs> a Wales playing New Zealand. Yes, next weekend. Next weekend. Right, Saturday. Okay. Saturday. Yeah, there's some some awesome international games on next weekend. To be fair, including, I want to say Spain USA. 
which I no. think... No. No, Spain, Spain got someone interesting, Spain is... It will be an interesting fixture, fixture actually. It's Spain versus Italy A. Oh, oh that's nice. not the one I saw. I, I just want to see... next week. The week after is Spain, Fiji. I want to see Ooh. Romania v... Belgium or whatever. What was the what was the game that had all the well, controversy? Well, so the game with the controversy Spain. was Spain versus Belgium. Yeah, but it was a Romanian referee. That's right. That meant that Romania could could yeah. So Spain stay Romania up, was it? Would be the game. Yeah, with the cheating ref. Yes. Um, Vlad Ayanucic or whatever his name is. But um, we don't that, talk about him anymore. You just reminded we? me. We st- have we st- heard anything about Razi Erasmus? No. Yeah. The hearings was set for. I think it's next week. I think it's thirty first. And he's also. I'd, I'd pay, to, or, I'd pay the, to watch that. Yeah, yeah he's I'm also sure travelling with the Springboks, isn't he? That was announced that he's coming over. Uh, yeah, I, I would assume. I've not. I, I don't think I've actually read that news, but yeah, it's that'd announced. be great if he travelled over with them and then he came for his hearing and then just had to go back. Oh my God! Are they doing World Player of the Year this year? I mean, surely COVID will st- prevent that. But if they are, where will they do it? Because they used to do it in Monaco. Couldn't do it last year because of COVID. Year yep. before that, they did it straight after the World Cup in, in Japan. Japan. Tokyo. So where is it this year? Don't know. Well, our invite has obviously got stuck in the mail. <laughs> I'll I'll dig I'll dig some out if if, it's, if it exists. I'll find you some invites. Hmm. World Rugby, hold it at Tok H. Yeah. Yeah, that'd yeah. be fine. Yeah, we're, we're open for business. Yeah. Um, yes, yeah, so the, the English squad's been announced, so let's quickly rattle through, because the, the story's there. Uh, Rafi Quirk, is he injured long-ish term, or is it just a short injury? So I heard he was injured last week, and it was bad enough that there was some concern. They call it a knee twinge. It sounds a little bit more than that to me, but we wait and see. I, I don't know. Mm. Mm. That's interesting, because he, well, he could have been in line to to be starting, I would suggest, given, yeah. given the... Okay, that, that's a question. Maybe rather than picking a whole team, would you throw the kids in against yeah. Tonga? No, I wouldn't. I would throw Mark Atkinson in. He's the opposite to a kid. He's a fully <laughs> grown man. And, and yeah, well, I think he's going to get a game. I, I can't imagine you pick a 32-year-old or 31-year-old with that skill set and not play him. He's there for a reason. Uh, we, how many times have we said that? I'm oh, certain. Gary Graham's getting games. He picked him in the but, squad. Why would he pick Gary Graham yeah, in the squad it, if he's not going to play? He's him? not even dual. Thing is, Mark Axon's not even dual qualified. Oh yeah, actually, that's a good point. <laughs> yeah, there's no. Re- this must be an actual rugby reason that he's in there. <laughs> um, I'd be surprised if he gets more than um, a little bit of game time off the bench because I, I think, I think Marcus Smith is going to be the starting ten. Yep. And Owen Farrell is the captain, so he'll be the starting twelve. Agreed, probably. So. I just find it hard to see how Atkinson fits in unless there's an injury. If there's an injury, he be, might be the first off the bench because I think he he most closely um, resembles Farrell when he plays 12. All right, in- Do you think? More than anyone else in the squad. Yeah, I don't think he resembles anyone that they've had for decades almost. I mean, who gets their hands free better than him? You know, who is that? It, he's more of a... <coughs> I guess he's a sort of more of a lightweight sunny bill, but he's not that either. Because he's, he's, he's not, probably yeah. a better distributor. Yeah, because he's he can play ten. Yeah, he has, and he, has played ten in the past. He's another right boot, so he doesn't give the left right option. But that's not you know the end of the world. You, I think I I love Mark Atkinson, friend of the pod, been on the been on the program before as Phil Standing. Mm, yeah, yeah. You, your standing could have been. Have you, how many other England? So who stood in for <laughs> Phil on the pod? We've had Ed Slater. Yep, stepping in. Mark Atkinson, Tom Brady. Carl Ferns? Tom Cruise. Carl so, Ferns. Uh, did Beaumont stay down here for a little while? Or did he shoot? I don't know. I can't remember him. 
No, I think he, I think he shot. I think he left before we started talking. Yeah, uh, By, Byron's Byron stood. McGuigan. So you've had a Scotland international as your stand-in, and yeah. it's about time we had an England international. Absolutely. But yeah. what I was going to say was, love Mark Atkinson, um, and I'm really really pleased for him. I th- there's a massive, there's a chasm between Premiership and international. As good as the Premiership is, mm. the gap is massive. It is. It is. I think you'll be all right. I think if you're gonna, you know, make that jump, being a seasoned and senior professional at your club is probably a good place to start. He's certainly earned a shot at it. Uh, it's a great story support- as well from yeah. Bedford. From yeah, C- it well, is from, from Sedgley Park. Park Sedgley Park, yeah, yeah. You know, you say Ambrose College doesn't quite make it at Sale Sharks. Down to Sedgley Park, over to Bedford. Again, basically lost to pick them up out of nothing. Really, sorry. He did Sharks he- to Wasps. Wasps is where it sort of fell down. Did he not do Isher as well? Perhaps. Yeah, but you know, there's uh, there's many many um, stops on this uh, on on this little journey. If he gets an England cap, it's proper Roy of the Rovers type stuff. It's a really good story. Yeah. So the team, yeah. Should we quickly pick a team? Yeah. So it'll be from from one. Going Genge. Upwards. It'll be Genge. Do you reckon? Again, oh no, Marla. Marla will start. Genge, Genge, off, Genge the off the bench. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Um, Hooker, no Cowan Dicky. Is so there no, no Cowan Dicky? And Jamie George isn't in there either. Well, he is now. Oh, he uh, got called. As, yeah, sorry. Called up after the injury. After 23 hours in the wilderness yes. or whatever it was. Yeah. And I think could be. In he could go to straight start. in. Straight into yeah. start. Otherwise, it's Blamere. Maybe not. Not likely. Not for me. And Dolly. And Dolly! Dolly. Which, what a story yeah. that is. Go for it. Dolly's, Dolly's another good story, yeah. He's a little, bit, little bit younger than. Uh, Another than another player who started at sale. Tell you what, uh, there's some been around the houses. Some people at Leicester deserve an awful lot of credit for the way that they've recruited and the systems and processes to get here. Mm. Because picking up Nick Dolly is great business, Absolutely very good business, fantastic business. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um. Okay. So yeah, probably Jamie George then goes straight in. Yeah. And tight head. Sinks. Well, it will be Sinkler. An interesting one. An email contact chases at gmail dot com. Edmund Levin got in touch, and uh, I, I love that people have got this now. We're not going to read out any fawning or compliments. So no, it's it, crass, it, isn't so, it? So they all say, and this is perfect. We get we get emails that start like. Love the pod, big fan, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, he says, do you not think Dan Cole is still the best tight head in England? That's a really interesting email. I read that and I thought, yeah, you might have a point, actually. He had he had a good game today. Yeah. I think, so it's interesting because his scrummaging was the thing that he did because his work rate, well, it was, it was greater than non-existent but mm. it was always spoilt by the number of penalties he yeah. gave away um but then i just i can't help but think it his reputation for me has been totally marred by the world cup final where he came on after 4 minutes yeah. and got absolutely pumped yeah styles no, no, the whole the whole scrum got pumped yeah but. styles make matchups dan cole can handle himself in 95% of scrums just one one pack, one scrum just wasn't for him. For 76 minutes yeah. in a World now, Cup final. Now, I think Carl Sinclair is outstanding and I love his handling. And But, but I, I actually think it's one area where England a little bit light. I'm a bit, I'm I, a little bit of a concern. And tight head prop is massively important. And there's not a huge amount of people that you could say, yeah, that's the next guy up. So, You've got guys coming through like Joe Hayes. Yeah. Joe Hayes, okay. Joe Hayes would be one. Um, Paul Hill... Possibly, but Paul he's Hill's what, more than loose. No, sorry, he's a tight end. He's allowed at Saints. Uh, Paul Hill. Paul Hill. No, Ethan no, Ethan, no, no, not a, no. Sorry, Aaron Painter. Aaron Painter. Aaron Painter. That's the one. He's massive. Yeah, but he again, might not, could be in a few years' time. Yeah. Like Joe Hayes could be in a few years' time. There's a lad at Sale who is brilliant. Uh, I can't remember his name at the moment. A young, young lad, very very strong. 
and there is Parkinson, uh, is it? Stewart, what's his name? Will Stewart. Will Stewart. Will Stewart. Will Stewart's so a brilliant player. I do really like Will Stewart. Um, even though he's playing in that bath team. Harry Williams has sort of gone right off the radar as well. So there are players yeah. around, but there's there's no one that's challenging Carl Sinclair enough for my liking right now. No. Yeah, Will Stewart, if he was playing in a better team, I think would be. If anyone of those props gets in contact with the Savior World, they'll be straight in the England team. <laughs> that's what they need to do, isn't it? So Sinks will be starting in the row. Marrow and Johnny Hill. Johnny Hill. Uh, yes. With Courtney, at, with Courtney at six. At six. Yeah, I well, some people go Courtney in the row. Problem with Johnny Hill, I think people have got questions about him. I don't have these questions. I think Johnny Hill is a great player and he's a big bloke as well. And you know, that's what I'm looking for. Well, he's your left for. foot kicking option. Exactly <laughs> right. Exactly right. <laughs> yeah, I. He's what you want from a tight head lock, if such a thing exists. Uh, perfect partner for Mario, but I wonder if England prefers somebody, and this sounds insane, but someone more like a Yule's someone who's just a little bit more a system guy because Johnny Hill can occasionally go a bit rogue mm. he, I seem to think that the shirt is Johnny Hill's at the moment isn't it yeah um, yeah. from the Six Nations and he was called up to the Lions this or... time last year and one person we should not forget about uh, he's not fit at the moment but this time last year England's best player was Joe Launchbury yes yeah Launchbury's such a good player well, uh, do you know I think they're missing Cruz I mean, they're really yeah. missing. They can't re- replace that. Uh, well, they haven't replaced him yet. Yeah, we only oh, realised well, how good he was when he yeah when he went disappeared. Now, what is his situation? Is he in Japan? He's yeah, in, he's, he's in got Japan. his se- second season in Japan, and I think his thought is he could come back with the World Cup in mind. So I heard a while back that Leicester was sniffing around him. Mm. Then that sort of died down. I'm sure a Premiership club would love to have George Cruz. Do you know how old he is? Thirty-three. Thirty-one. Oh, loads of time oh, left. Tons of time. Yeah. You can get two more World Cups in. Minimum. Like, minimum. Legitimately, Simon Shaw played in World Cup at, what, 40, 30, yeah. 38, 39? Big, strong lock. Why not? Yeah. So, yeah, I, I hope he comes back sooner or than later. After he fills up his bank accounts, then he yeah. can come back. Yeah, massive payday. Yeah. I mean, uh, who, a bit more South African farmland, perhaps. Yeah, that Another couple helpful. of houses in uh, in St. Albans. Uh, what are the other England's second row options? Yules and... That's it, isn't it? For, un, unless you're going to consider George Martin, George Martin, uh, yeah, yeah, which, which no. I'd, good, I don't think so. player, but yeah, no. I think George exactly. Martin is the obvious replacement for Courtney Laws at some point. I don't or Otoji, one of those two. Yeah, but he's not the replacement for George Cruz or Johnny Hill. Correct. Yeah, so I, I think it'll be Launchbury and Johnny Hill will be punching out for that jersey. I we're, bet Yules gets it. You know, I bet you Yules does it. I, th- Yules, I, I think it'll be Otoji and Johnny Hill. Itogin, With you, I would have Laws at six, Curry at seven, and eight. Eight. Oh, it's, it's such a tough call. I'd probably go Don Brandt at eight. Just I, I love the way he reads the game. He's got he's got X factor. Sam Simmons has got X factor in his own way, but international level, those magic moments when you need something, I, I would go. Those magic moments coming against well. Defences which aren't that tight. Well, I would take you back a few years when Alex Dombrant came straight from Cardiff Met University and was not in premiership shape and still managed to defy that and step straight in and go. And I think he's one of those players, because his brain works so fast, he can, whatever level he's playing at, he can, he, he can, he can, do, yeah. he can do it. He's wonderful. Because he, he's I... got the mind. And, and all players are physically incredible at international level. But what separates the great players from average players is is the top two inches. Yeah, 
I have no doubt he can identify space. But what my question is, is what happens when there is no space to identify? What does he do then? So a few weeks ago, up at the AJ Bell, he was pretty quiet. And I think that's because Sale just gave him no space. Mm-hmm. And I don't imagine South Africa will give him much space or whoever England are playing. So I, I give him a go because, you know, unless you try him, you'll never know. So give him a go by all means. Not sure that would be the guy I picked if my would you go? Depended. Would you go big court six? Yeah, 100%. Would you go big court six? Yeah. Would you go Tom Curry seven? Tom Curry in my back row, definitely. Because I, I can actually see Tom Curry at eight yeah, I'm with that. Underhill or even a left field call that I've been saying for a few years, Sam Simmons starting at seven. Sam Simmons starting at Yeah, okay, because you did it a few years ago. Yeah. Uh, I think if they both play, Sam Simmons goes to eight. Obviously, there's no um, Ben Earl. I think he'd be an obvious choice yeah, at the moment. He's, he's awesome. Yeah, yeah, but he's not around. But he he does. He has the same problem as Sam Simmons, where as an inter, as an international number eight, he's fairly lightweight. Mm. There there are few. I mean, both um, Sam Simmons and uh, Ben Earl are in that hundred to hundred and five kg mark, which so you, which so you, is a good ten kg lighter. So you're thinking Laws Underhill Curry. I'm thinking that's pro. That's probably what I would do. Yeah, Underhill is looking good again though. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong, he's not won a game yet, but... <laughs> but he's been the best player in that losing side. Yeah, so the thing Cons- about Bath... Consistently. And, and I'll, t- I'll say more things about Bath later. But they all individually play quite well. So you watch Sam Underhill play at the moment, he's playing really well. The problem is, they don't really play as a team. They're, five, they're 15 very, very good individuals. I could see Sam Underhill getting back in the England team and being awesome. Again, he's not a, not the biggest bloke, though, is he? He's not, he but... He, but me, no. Yeah, at seven, it's, there is a difference between an international seven... If you look at the average size of an international seven compared to the average size of an international eight, uh, Underhill is the average size of an international seven. Mm. He is not the average size of an international eight. But then the problem comes again. It's the balance thing. If you're going to give away uh, weights with Atoji and Laws, I mean they're, you know, they're not small blokes by any stretch. And then Tom Curry, and then Sam Underhill, you're not having the mm. biggest pack. I'm not sure Tom Curry depends where he's playing. Tom yeah. Curry at eight might be giving away a few kg. Tom Curry at seven is not. Yeah, he's, he's not he's giving away again. Yeah, yeah, he is not giving away any weight. So just I think they need one more big body. One more. You know, if they had a big six foot four number eight who could run the hundred and sub ten, I think they. <laughs> I think they'd take him. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Well, Billy Vanapola is playing Some amazingly at the moment. He's playing. He's working so hard as well, which has occasionally been a criticism of his. his his fitness looks amazing. He's running over people for fun. He's creating holes left, right, and centre. He's scoring tries. It's hard to imagine that this England team will can keep going for much longer without him. But Eddie where, is also is incredibly it? stubborn. Yeah, where do they get their carrying from? I don't see where they get their carrying from. Big Courts has developed as a massive carrier. Well, he's a very good carrier, but he's a different type of carrier. He's not. Carrier. Yeah, he's, he's not using his feet a lot. Billy v. But you just need to. Well, do, does he get? Does he start Genge then? Because Genge is Genge a, can carry. Genge yeah. is a really good carrier. Ask Genge and Sinks can carry for you, and and maybe yeah. that, maybe that puts someone like Dolly in the mix as well because that boy can carry. Yeah, mm. he's explosive, very explosive. Which is why Cowan Dickey's a big loss because he's one of your big carrying options. Yeah, definitely. So, okay, so Crystal clear in the pack. Yeah, back line. I have no idea. I have no idea. I, ben Youngs, Raf the Quirk. I can't hand in the reins. He's going to go Ben Youngs. Yeah. I can't see him not going Ben Youngs, but if Raf was fit, I would go Raf. Yeah, I'd love to see him play. I'd love to see him play. But ten, I mean, it's got Marcus Smith. 
I think I think he will. I've thought this since the Six Nations. I'm sure he will go for Marcus Smith right. with Owen Farrell at 12. wild is going to happen this Autumn International. And when I say wild, I mean it in the same way that it went wild with Cipriani. So they've got this talent on the bench. And the greatest travesty about Cipriani, he was hardly ever used in that way. They brought him on at fullback. They brought him on at all sorts of weird positions. They need just to stick with someone. And you know, if they're a 10, play him at 10. If they're a 12, play him at 12. I can see either Atkinson or Smith being used in some weird way, like coming on at fullback or can, outside centre. Yeah. Or Johnny Wilkinson got brought on, on yeah. the wing and set and centre a little bit when he first came in. Exactly. I can just see this going horribly wrong for somebody. And then they go, oh, well, he couldn't play fullback too well. Uh, you're not coming back. <laughs> so I, I hope that doesn't happen. Because no. um, Marcus Smith is, he should be the starting ten. Yeah, I think but you're right. equally, I think, I think Owen quite, Farrell should be the starting ten. question mark, 12. again, it's blend. It's like the back row. It's 10, 10 12, 13. It's, it's what blend you go for. Because I would go Smith, Farrell, and I'd probably, I'd probably still go Smith, Farrell, Slade. But a lot of people want Tuolagi. Tuolagi. Yeah. It's, it's hard to, when you've got the power and the potential of Tuolagi, it's hard to turn it down. He's the forbidden fruit. You just can't, if he's there and he's fit, you can't not play him. Yeah, I mean, he's been playing okay for sale at the moment. I watched him this weekend. I didn't think he was outstanding. He made two enormous hits on unsuspecting players, but <laughs> that was kind of it, really. <laughs> um, yeah, he's, he's very, very good. And you're paying him for what he has for what he has been and what he might do again. But I don't know if it's enough to just put him straight in the England team. Yeah, I, I would probably go um Slade. So Smith, Farrell, Slade. But I can understand I can understand having uh Tuolagi, particularly because I think the back three you're gonna have Max Malin is definitely gonna play. Um just just his form. His form yeah. is so good. Um and he's an extra he's an extra boot, he's an extra pair of distributing hands. Um I think Johnny May will probably play because he's been so good. And then it's whether you play Malins at full back uh, to or, play, May, or Steward with yeah, to play Radwan, on the wing. Radwan on the wing oh, right. go out of out and out. Okay, pace. Anthony Watson's out. But none of those are particularly big blokes. I don't Steward is very tall, but he's not exactly punching holes like a no. like a George North in his prime or Julian Surveyor or Thocken a singer or someone like that. So I wonder if Manu is... He also does some of the carrying that Billy Vunapola could have done. So he gives you the carrying option. Like the Benteo ha- style. By having Manu, uh, Manu on the pitch. Yeah, the, so the idea of Smith, Farrell and Slade is very passy, isn't it? But who are they passing to? What's the, what's the end product <laughs> here? Uh, Slade's a great runner, so I'm not bothered Slade by Slade is him. a lovely runner. Noel seems to be a guy who... I think would be the man they need to be busy, and that's you know he's the guy who gives you your end product. Stewart at fullback. Problem is, Noel's not in the squad. Is he not? No, that's insane. I didn't even realise that. And you know, Malins and Stewart combined, I think, are awesome for just for you know, your back. Cocker's Law. Who do you drop if you brought in uh, Noel? There you go. See Dan Cole. <laughs> Dan Collins squad Ben no. Young's ben get, Young's. get rid of Ben Young's yeah Ben Young's squad <laughs> fair enough you should so answer the question who'd be your back three Tim uh, it would be yeah you're right we, we maybe lack a big body with Manu um, I want I just want Freddie I want Freddie Stewart at fullback okay yeah and much like Alex Dombrandt I just think he's got he's got the qualities of an international player and I don't really care about it, the experience on that front because I Alex Dombrant's top two inches work brilliantly. Freddie Stewart 
is just safe as houses, so I want him, and I would go Johnny Mate and Malins. Yeah, yeah, it's Malins or Radwan. Yeah, Radwan's so exciting. I mean, watching Freddie Stewart this weekend, it was like the second coming of Israel Falau. I mean, I honestly think he's like. I mean, he's not got the attacking Explosive, game of Israel yeah. Falau, but the way he catches the ball in the air is. Israel Falawes, mm. which is the highest compliment they they, they can pay someone. And and I and as a, as someone who always loved Mike Brown, uh, I loved having Mike Brown at fullback because yes, he, he's we had quicker players, we had steppier players, but we didn't have better defensive players. And he was a, he was a rock. He, so. he was a rock, but Mike Brown in his pomp would always always beat the first man. That's he was, true. He's yeah. so good. He, Read the defensive run and then just nowhere to go to create space for himself. Yeah. There you go. We've had our say. We'll see about that. As for um, Wales, what hope Wales against New Zealand then, who absolutely pumped uh, America? A bit, a bit embarrassing when it's that one-sided, isn't it? It, it wasn't well, enjoyable. Yeah. Look, it wasn't enjoyable. And, and there's been a bit of back and forth on Twitter. It shouldn't have been allowed to happen. Who's learned anything from this? To which I reply, I don't think it's always about learning. It's not always a dull classroom lesson. Well, it's not about or, taking your learnings, Yeah, Jay. No, it's not. It's not. Sometimes you just play it for the sake of it. Because those American lads, yeah, they got beat by 100 points. But at least they got to play the All Blacks. I mean, I mean that, it would have been, been, been maybe 10-point gap if AJ had been playing. Yeah, Probably. I'd say yeah. so. He'd keep it within a score, I'd say. Yeah. There's a <laughs> lot of kicking, isn't it? What's that? Like 30-something kicks. <laughs> <laughs> so It was... The fastest try the All Blacks have ever scored. What was it? 29 seconds in. Uh, <laughs> they go down, uh, the, down hey, the left wing. I want to tell you this, though. Um, Barstool Sport have taken a real interest in the USA team. Mm. So I've seen a few tweets from their main account. One noting that the USA players all play in America. And that's truly amazing. That is that's really cool. Well, that, 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 is because that, that is because they it didn't was have out- access to them. Yeah, it was outside of the uh, player release window. I think AJ was going to go regardless. And the reason I say that is because when Sanderson was asked, uh, what, does it, what does the injury to AJ mean for you guys? He said, well, it didn't matter because we wouldn't, we wouldn't have had him anyway. So it's the same, same for sale. So I've got a feeling Not, he was due to play. Okay. He, he, I'd be surprised if they yeah, let him go. Yeah, it doesn't sound it, right, but that's, that's what Sanderson said. So. I, well, my, my guess is it's a longer weekend, uh, longer injury, i.e. he's going to miss the next month and therefore... Right. Yeah, they would have had him this week, but not for the yeah, remainder maybe. of the month. Yeah, because they, they've missed their players who play in Europe. Yeah, um, yeah. but Barstool Sport likes it. If Barstool Sports, let's get on to Barstool Sports. Exactly. If, if they're talking about USA Rugby, that's pretty cool. Uh, and they also showed right, the so, what is it? USA like te- more just like more than ten percent of our audience is stateside. About that, yeah. About we, that. And we mainly talk about the Premiership. Yeah. Mm. yeah and if we had a Barstool Sports' entire audience to our audience, what, that'd be an extra 5% to our listening figures? I mean, that's a, that's a big jump. That doesn't come from nowhere. Right, let's, let's get on to Dave Portnoy. Yeah. Dave, call us. This is a come and get me. This is a come and get us play. <laughs> yes. Um, Japan also played Australia. And lost. They did. And I think they came back into it with a, a couple of tries in the second half, but it looked like it was always uh, Australia's game. Yeah. Australia have won five on the bounce now, haven't they? I uh, don't know. It's just coming for the JB Cup. I, I've got no. I don't know where the staff have gone for the JB Cup. <laughs> I don't know if they all died of COVID or what. As for other bits of news, <laughs> have you seen the rumor bubbling around today that James Dyson might be poised to buy Bath off Bruce Craig? Really? Yeah. That's been the rumor for a long time, though, hasn't it? They've always assumed that if Bruce Craig 
does something and goes somewhere that James Dyson will just step in and because he's back. got he's the fourth richest man in, man in the yeah. UK. I mean he's he's wealthy, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, cool. I mean I hope so. It'd be nice. I, yeah, why not? Hmm. Steve, Steve Lansdowne, billionaire in <coughs> Bristol, and James Dyson, billionaire in Bath. That that that'd be a very interesting yeah. time. And they can only spend a certain amount. It must be killing them not being able to spend any more than that. <laughs> Absolutely killing them. But Bath needs someone to get the ground sorted. Get the... And it's quite funny, isn't it? Because the more money they want to spend and the less they can spend on players, the more they've got to spend on superfluous stuff like our training ground's a stately home. Uh, our tra- <laughs> we've, we've, well, we've built a new one. It's bigger. Uh, we've written love on the wall of ours. Uh, you know, and then they pay their coaches God knows how much and they buy lots of coaches. Mm. Uh, can I just mention, before we get into the Premiership, um, that Ulster lost to Connacht. There were some actually interesting games in the yes. Ultimate Fighting Rugby Championship cool. this weekend. Tell me about them. It's Tell good. me all about them. Well, um, Leinster are the only unbeaten team now. Yeah. So Excellent. there's an element where teams are beating each other, oh, which is good. one of the issues. And the, the Munster lost to... Ospreys Ospre- away. Uh, Ospreys. Oh, no, they drew. Uh, they drew? No, no, they lost. No, lost, no, they lost, lost yeah. 18 oh, play. And, um, and Ulster were beaten by Connacht. So maybe there's some... The issue that, that I've had, there's some green shoots bubbling through. The only, dif- the only difficulty is I, I can't watch any of the games. Why? I've got Premier Sport. I've got Premier Sport. I've got Premier Sport. You can pop around and uh, reduce w- my some- average spend <laughs> per, per game. Some of the games are on BBC as well. In um, Welsh? Um, or maybe. in like BBC Northern Ireland, that sort of thing. Uh, yeah. I'm trying to think. Okay. Def- yeah. All right. Uh, BBC, BBC Two Wales, right. We've got Thank an actual you. Welsh fan here. Lovely. Lovely. Someone <laughs> who watches it. You watch the URCD. And. And there Psychopath. are some there are some green shoots for the Welsh regions. It's I mean it's still a snake pit and not great, but there's a couple of wins in there. Well, yeah, this Os- yeah. Ospreys are four out of five. Yeah. So I'm in regular communication with an Ospreys fan, and they seem to be really quite happy. Now I'm not sure Ospreys themselves will be that happy with their squad per se. They've got 15 amazing players, and then the rest of it is not so good. But yeah, yeah they'll have to rely on for the next month. Yeah, yes. this is when it's going to get tasty for Ospreys. But yeah, so. It seems rather good. Mm. Encouraging, I'd say. Yeah. Yes. Toby Booth is a very good operator. If I'm going to be serious about it, yeah, Toby Booth is a very good operator. Mm. I'm not sure Cardiff bringing back Dai Young is the greatest idea, though. Mm. Well, bringing back Dai Young so they can get Thomas Young. Thomas Young. Well, maybe there's something in that, one, then. One player. Yeah, one player. <laughs> Crank, <laughs> cranky. Well, if you're going to do that, go get Mike Ford. Didn't Cardiff beat your beloved Benetton this weekend? God, no. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, they they, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they did. <laughs> No uh, but idea. well played, Connacht, because it was it was a good win. They were they were the better team, and they put Ulster under all sorts of pressure. Did and I, and I did I did look, look uh, down the lineups, just highlights. I looked down the lineups of the Irish provinces when I saw that Munster had been beaten. I looked, no, it's it's a legit Munster team. Mm. So, wow, yeah, Ulster team. No, no M- Munster, Munster and Ulster, Munster and Ulster right, both yeah. lost. I was thinking, oh, it's just before international window. I wonder if they're dropping Have all you their heard international the players. story that is suing somebody else over Munster. Have you heard this? So I think I've read the story this morning that two of the ex-players are going to sue the Irish Times over rumours of how they left. So someone's... Who are they suing? Why don't I actually just look at, <laughs> why don't I just look at the story yeah. and, then, and then I'll tell you. It's quite what, interesting. Phil's like Jamie off the Joe Rogan podcast. He's normally already on it and got a link up. <laughs> I, I, I'm not sure there's enough that JB said that I can even Google <laughs> so that. I Munster, someone's being sued, so something's happening. Two of the coaches left. One is Flannery, and I want to say the other one is Felix Jones, maybe. I don't even know if he was a coach there. But those are the, so let me find it. Blah, 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 blah. Rugby stars tackle Irish Times. 
Former Munster player Joey Flannery and Felix Jones have launched the uh, defa- de- defamation. Defa- defamation proceedings against the Irish Times over an article by former Leinster coach Matt Williams that wrongly said they were forced out of their coaching jobs in 2019. There you go. Okay. So that's quite that's quite an interesting it, little tidbit. Is it going to be hard for Jerry Flannery to argue loss of earnings or anything or reputation because because he went to Quinns and won the league? Yeah, I don't think that's what they're arguing. I think right. what they're saying is Munster offered them contracts, but they both decided to leave. So, and uh, yeah, yeah. Fair if they got if they got it wrong and yeah, fair, and they didn't do a retraction, too right. Hmm. Hmm. Yes. Um, can I just say on, we were saying I said I can't watch Premier Sports. I also didn't watch Friday night Premiership or Saturday Live. Um, What's your excuse for Friday? Um, what is my excuse what for Friday? What is your excuse for Friday? This is oh, I was at a friend's birthday party. On a yacht. Classic, <laughs> classic media types. In Chorlton. In Chorlton. Good, good knees up. Uh, so I was at, uh, was at a par- oh, party can, on Friday night. Oh, can I tell you a weird little story about Chorlton? How weird it is. Yeah. No, no, no. I'm going to finish what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, 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 remember that. We'll come yeah. to that. So I was going to say, I didn't, I didn't watch the game live. I've caught up on... Uh, catch up watching but I, I, I'm just going to say there's a lot been said over recent weeks and we've even covered it about there being no highlights programme on Channel 5 yeah can I just say the one hour before the Sunday match is absolutely brilliant it's all you need yeah the one hour build up on BT Sport uh, it's, ab- it's absolutely perfect I sat down at 2 o'clock I had an hour caught up with every single game the big talking points a bit of punditry and I was ready for the the match this afternoon. Yeah, I mean, I Great. guess if you listen to last week's podcast, you'd think that I hate BT Sport, which is not <laughs> actually not not true. I think the match day coverage is up is absolutely awesome. And I'm, I'm I'm right with you on the Sunday stuff. The Sunday stuff is normally pretty good. In fact, the stuff before the game is brilliant, and then the discussion and the, afterwards is and the stuff pretty afterwards. Good. Yes. Yeah. 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 It was. It, so so there you go. A lot a lot said about the, the lack of highlights. Just tune in at two p.m. on a Sunday. It's great. Did they, did they in the hour? Did they manage to fit in all the Northampton tries? No, no, no. It's, it's only an hour show, Phil. <laughs> <laughs> we will get to that in a minute. Cholton, go. Yeah. So I went for a coffee with one of the school mums, ofs. Um, <laughs> Where is this going? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then we were joined by one of the. I've school- seen this yeah. on. Uh, this is a well-trodden storyline <laughs> on on Pornhub. Uh, mark that. <laughs> right. Okay. <laughs> Uh, and then we were joined by one of the school dads. Anyway, the school dad gets up, a 40-odd-year-old guy, looks exactly like you'd expect a 40-year-old Charlton dad to, <laughs> to look like. He's been eating what, his like keyboard. Me? No, a bit more daddish. Oh, okay, say. thank more, you, I'll take that yeah, as a compliment. A bit dad. Eating more quinoa and less CrossFit, presumably. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway. Higher soy intake. Uh, yes. Uh, yes, well, hang on, hang on. We've got to be careful what we say here, right? We've got to be careful. Per, per, perfectly nice. Per, oh, yeah, no, that wasn't, making, nice that wasn't an aspersion being cast on anyone. He disappears, and uh, the lady that I'm with goes, Oh, yeah, um, he's a DJ. I think he goes by the name Mr. Scruff. It's like, what? What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, you were having coffee with Mr. Scruff? Yeah. So he, well, he didn't have a coffee, he just came over to have a quick, uh, quick chat and then di- and then disappeared. He's awesome. I, I seem to remember people in school listening to Mr. Scruff. Yeah. yeah I, don't I had really... a Mr. Scruff album. Did you? Yeah. I went to a night in Manchester when, when I first moved here that was um, Mr. Scruff was playing. And he... I remember he used to sell, he used to sell mugs and, <laughs> and pe- people having cups of tea at some of his gigs, I seem so, to remember. Chalton has quite a few musicians knocking about. Oh, loads. Yeah. So Doves, I, Doves live in Chalton, uh, badly drawn boy. I often see him really? buying red wine in the co-op. So I wouldn't know what these people are. <laughs> or, no, who, no, who they are. If El, I uh, El, um, 
one of the well, the, all of Elbow used to live in uh, most of Elbow used to live in Chorlton, but one of them still does and takes his kid to the, the primary school that my kids used to go to. <laughs> the BGs. So, uh, the BGs lived on Keppel Road around yeah. the corner. So I'm not going to tell you who this was. I'm not going to tell you who walked in on them or who the you know or the mem- or the member of the band or who, the, or who who the band was. I know someone who went to view a house. The owner of the house didn't know that the estate agent had arranged a viewing. Gave gave, gave her the keys. She goes in, and then on the table, um, I, they were doing some. Um, what can I say? They they were doing. No, they, uh, were, they, they were they were mind altering party dress. Party dress. Okay. <laughs> all over the table. Oh, I'll just sweep that away. I'll just, I'll just sweep that, up. and then and then disappeared. Was there something like a Tuesday afternoon? Yeah, yeah, yeah Tuesday morning. Well, this sounds unbelievably showbiz, right? But at, at the end of my street, um, just when you get near the park. Simon Rimmer's house is the nicest house. Oh, nice, okay. Yeah, yeah. Nicest yeah. house. It's like by by a mile the nicest house near anyway. So TV chef Simon Rimmer lives there. The people that the person that used to live there was Mike Pickering, um, oh, who's the music producer mogul. Oh right, type. yeah, yeah. And 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 the the so the rumor goes, Madonna was uh, part of a session that happened there. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That that is that is cool. Yeah, that is cool. Yeah. Terrace of Trolls today. I know. Wow. Nothing to do with rugby, mind you. Well, it started with rugby, but... I, yeah, what anyway. was the rugby link to all this? I can't remember. Oh, you asked me what I was doing Friday night. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, you been, and you were with Madonna. That's incredible. Yeah. Saturday, I played my first game since yes. that Vets game of the that, year. That, that, yeah, we'll get to that later. But let's talk about Friday night. Let's talk about what we saw on Friday yeah. night. Oh, Worcester, Worcester, Worcester. They are, I know you're very defensive of Worcester. And of oh, what, not after uh, I watched him play. And of uh, and what Jonathan <laughs> Thomas, uh, the, he's got a massive challenge. They are substandard. They're not worthy of being a Premiership team on, on the basis of what we've seen so far. So I've taken an active interest in Worcester just because I want to understand what goes on there, you know, and how do they dig themselves out of this hole. I've also been paying a lot of attention to what Jonathan Thomas is saying and what he's trying to achieve because, you know, they are not a Premiership standard team. Uh, the way and I don't. I don't mean that it's done to their players. Their players look like they could put together a premiership standard performance if they wanted to. They don't look like they want to. They they don't they look like they couldn't care less, actually. So the Jonathan Thomas approach, from what I can tell, is all about fitness. That is his primary drive. And also he's instilled what he calls the warrior mindset. I think he's gonna have to bin that. It's embarrassing. If you're gonna call your if you're gonna say your team has a warrior mindset and it's a little pun on words and you know, and you play like that, you need to bin that and start again. Bury well, it. Do you remember do you know where the word decimated comes from? Yes, mm. I do. Yes, oh, I do. Go on then, go on then. Uh, well, so decimated actually isn't that bad. Decimated would be you only got rid of 10% yeah, of your weakest t- troops. Oh, it's one in 10, isn't not, it? Not, not weakest troops. If you lost a battle... Go on. Or, uh, then, then of every 100 men or every, every 10 men, one of them would just get killed. The theory being that you... That, I don't think they... I don't think they actually... Do they pick out the weakest member and just it make, it'd kill them? It makes sense them? to. Yeah, well, I suppose mm. it would. Yeah, I mean, that's what some, I'm doing. Some, kind of, some kind of combine. I think, yes. it, I think it was random. Yeah, I think it was uh, random. I think it was random. Yeah. Basically, the theory being, just you need to fear losing that much, otherwise one one in ten of you is going to get killed. Yeah. So what I saw on Friday night was pretty much a Premiership team playing level eight rugby. That's what I saw. <laughs> uh, they don't trust each other in defence, which is abysmal. Some of the lineouts just looked amateurish. Uh, the whole thing was it's, it's dreadful actually 
Now, when you've got good, good players, and they do have some good players, occasionally you can string together you know, you know, a try. Or and they're missing their 9 and 10 as well, for example. Yeah, but Chudley's, you know, Chudley's there for yeah. a reason. Chudley's yeah. a good player. Yeah, he's Finn, a good player. Finn Smith's the future. They will miss Owen Williams a tremendous amount. I think a lot of stuff is built around Owen Williams. Same for any team. If they lose their starting 10, it's going to be difficult. But even more so for them, because there's a huge drop-off between um, Owen Williams and then Searle, and then Finn Smith and underneath Searle. So it's going to be very difficult for them, but they they, they can yeah. play better than this. They are they're also missing their captain, but none and of Ollie those, Lawrence, yeah, but none of those feel like sufficient reasons for them to capitulate in the way that they did. Yeah, and like that that first try, they the, the tap the tap oh. from bigger, that is just. It's, uh, you talk about do the things that take no effort. Yep. That doesn't even take any effort. That's yep. just switching. All he's just stand there and look interested and Dan Bigger doesn't do that. Yeah. Dan Bigger's not going to run into you yeah. if you're looking interested. You don't even need to do it. You just need to be facing the right direction. Yeah, yeah normally Dan Bigger quick thinking is him doing a kick cross field or something. He doesn't. He's not the sort of player. He, I love Dan Bigger. Crash he's but he's not the sort of player that's going to go, oh, I'm going to quick tap and go myself. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Unless you are facing the wrong direction, you're yeah. not. You're it, not even. In fact, no. I'm going to go one one further. That isn't even level eight. That's junior rugby. You know, <laughs> you face your opposition. How easy is that? And it doesn't matter how much conditioning Jonathan Thomas is doing, and David Drake, not David Duke, before anyone says says anything. <laughs> um, you can't work hard if a you're giving away penalties, b you're missing tackles and they're scoring because you're going to be stood in your post, or you can't hold on to the ball. So you need some sort of basic ability to play rugby as a team in order to work hard you can't demonstrate how fit you are if you're missing tackles if you're not square mm. square and connected if you're um, any of these things well, you're just uh, doing uh, shuttle runs to yeah. the underneath your sticks yeah. that's how that's how and that, and, that and, and we've all played in teams when the atmosphere is not right there's chemistry that's wrong there's a couple of rotten apples in the squad and w- when you play in teams like that that's i'm not suggesting this is what's happening mm. all i'm saying is it, it when you see those sorts of incidents happen, which we did on Friday night, it it makes you raise questions about how is that squad? I think, and I'm not 100% sure on this, but I think they do not believe Jonathan Thomas is going to be around long enough to sack them. And therefore, why should they bother playing? So, Alan Solomon's still there. Can you believe Alan Solomon's still there? Mm. He's still director of rugby. So he's, he's DOR with... Yeah, uh, JT is what coach. exactly he does on a day to day. I mean, he must be doing something, presumably. <laughs> yeah. But JT does all of the bits and pieces. I don't know what was to do here. The obvious thing is to sack John- Jonathan Thomas. In my mind, they've got to make that decision now. So he either goes now or you back him. And I would, yeah. I'd go with back, back him. But I, they've yeah. got to be one of those two things. Yes. I, I would go with back him. There, yeah. there is something on the on the squad that obviously they've brought in two Lions over the summer, Vandermeer, Duan, and Rory Sutherland. Sutherland. On they will be on big money. Yeah, they will be on huge money compared to pretty much the whole of the rest of the squad, including their their two England players, or um, at least their captain and Ollie Lawrence. Um, that can't be good for a squad having the, that disparity brought into a At squad. Worcester, which has had instability and change of ownership and stuff like that. So, yeah, that's an interesting point. So I reported the, the other day. That's an interesting point. That and I was wrong, but I reported that. Chris Ashton and Matt Garvey been, uh, were suspended by, by Worcester last week. Matt Garvey definitely not definitely not suspended. Chris Ashton Worcester won't even give you an answer. Like no, there seems to have closed ranks on this, but he's unavailable for selection. So there's clearly some mm. disquiet there. He will also be. They'll have a big chunk of their playing budget on two wingers, one of whom is not playing. Yeah, 
I mean, why do you need a winger? Why do you need a wing, an agricultural big winger like Van der Merwe? Who okayed this signing? I think mm-hmm. it's a crazy signing when you could get a couple more second rows, a couple more back rows. Or you could have kept Nick David. Could kick, yeah, exactly. You could do that. Yeah, for, for about a fifth of the money. Yeah, although he did go for pay cut to Quinns. Okay, so a tenth of the money then. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Okay, we'll pay you less if, if you stay. We'll pay you even he, less. He went. He went to Quinns because he wanted to play fullback, and they I, wouldn't give him, and they wouldn't guarantee him the spot. Well, it seems a bit pretty okay. stupid now. Well, cause presumably Quinns haven't guaranteed him a spot because he's yeah. going to have to fight hard to get into that back three. Yeah, they're also missing Nana. He's a big player. For them. Look, everyone's missing players all the time. Yeah, L- yeah. Let's flip the script a little bit and say Northampton are looking really good. Cool, aren't they? Yeah, very cool team. Cool. Yeah. Lots of options in different places. And a little plug for myself. I interviewed Chris Boyd on Rugby Dungeon this week. Mm. So you can get inside his mind a little bit about being a DOR. Yeah, they look like a very, very well-balanced team. They need a little bit more up front, would be my, would be my thing. Um, I don't know how the bench went, actually, because I turned it only off Only front after. row, not really. They, they, they've got a big pack. It's only for, like, they've always had an issue yeah. scrummaging. There's a proper... A, Prop here or there, and they're kind of there, aren't they? they yeah, they, yeah. They just need their two young English tight heads to get a bit more experience, a bit more time. I mean, Paul Hill, Paul Hill, and Aaron Painter is very good. I don't think he's kicked on as far as he should have by now. Yeah, I think I'd probably agree. What is he? Twenty-five now? Yeah, like I that. thought he's going to be an England starter at one point. They picked him up from Leeds Carnegie. He's going to be the absolute boy. Very good in the loose, though. Pro- probably one of the better tight heads in the entire competition in the loose. But the scrum just needs to be a little bit more, a little bit more solid. But mm. everything in the set piece just needs to I be... Lo- I love their locks and flankers. Well, the flankers... Well, Courtney's obviously the leading one there. Dave Ribbons, Ratuni, Rara Moon, and... Yeah. Uh, I can't remember the other one. They're, yeah, they're, yeah, they're pretty good. Very yeah, good. they're pretty good. They're pretty, pretty good. good. But, if, you know, when you look at the... Really starting, good and just below international standard. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah, perfect. Uh, yeah I really like t- uh, Tamar Harrison. I love the new number eight they've got. Augustus. Augustus Juno. Is that his name? Ludlow, brilliant, just yeah. below international. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah, like Ludlow, Harrison, and Laws. Laws. When they're all together, they're a nightmare. Yeah. Um, and now, now they've got um, Augustus as well. They've got that focal point number yeah. eight, which they've not really had since Pickamalls was there for that. King the Louis. Period. Do you know who would be the finishing touch for this? Uh, not quite Nick Azikwe, but he was quite good from last year. George Cruis. <laughs> now that would be that would be the That'd be nice. Piece. That would be very nice. You can never yeah. go wrong with an extra massive lock. <laughs> and Alex Mitchell scoring tries for fun. Yeah. How many did he get in the end? Is it just two? Two and Freeman got a couple. Yeah. And, good. and oh the uh, Schoza. Yeah. Oh, got a hat trick on, on yes. debut. Yeah. Yeah, he he looked pretty decent too. Yeah, he did. Yeah, the back division looks great. It looks like a Chris Boyd team. They obviously practice a lot of skills. You know, they seem to have hot streaks and cold streaks, don't they? That Northampton. It's just as they when they can actually. And what a game we've got in store next weekend against Tigers. Yeah, it's, <laughs> that's going to be so tasty. It's. I wish it's it's games like that, and people will go, oh, um, player welfare and stuff. It's games like that where I kind of wish you could. Push the boundary a little bit further in terms of yeah, hand, in terms of handbags. Just like, a little, just a little bit, like Manuel Ashton did. <laughs> that, <laughs> maybe not that to was, that degree. <laughs> that was quite a far, a big step in the. But people loved beyond it. Handbags. People loved that. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. They, they did love it. But no, just a little bit because um, there there will be scuffles. Mm. But I I 
yeah, it's going to be fun. And we'll talk about scuffles it's be fun. later because I really enjoyed uh, Genge getting in, getting into it with Tom Curry. Those boys do not back down. They do mm. not back down. And they love to chat. And Tom Curry loves getting involved in absolutely every scrap you can see. But do you know what? I think on merit, Northampton were brilliant. We should talk about, we've talked about them. Um, London Irish. Let's talk about them. I did not see that coming. No. <laughs> you did. It ruined my accumulator. It's the only result I got wrong all week. <laughs> wow. Do you know, I always look at the teams and I pick based on you know, different units and then score the different units. So, like, would I, have, would I have that front row or would I have that front row or second rows and whatnot? And if you pick the players on their merits, you might come to the conclusion that London Irish could win this. But this is what I've been saying about London Irish for ages. If you look at their players, there's not many games that they can't win. And I still think they're terribly coached. I still think some of the line-outs are absolutely shocking. But when their players actually play and put in a, put in a, put in a shift... They are very good. Very, very good. They were much more organised this week. Their defence look, looked really good. Yeah. yeah. Maybe that's a cohesion thing. Maybe just need more time more together. More time. But a, lot, a lot of the back line have been playing together for two, three seasons now. Mm. That, that The back line has been fairly settled for, for a while. And guys like um, Parton, Loader, Hassel Collins, Curtis Rona, Paddy Jackson, they have played a lot of rugby together now. Yeah, that, that, is, that is fair, actually. Now, if I look at the table, they are... Talking to the mic, talking to the mic. So, there we are. Eight points off fourth. Mm. I need them to finish fourth for my predictions to come true. Well, (laughs) But my predictions are not coming true, because even if they come fourth, no one's moving Leicester Tigers from the top four. I love this rate. I love Rob Baxter. I absolutely love Rob Baxter. Let me read his post-match comment, which... I'm not sure many other DORs would talk like this anyway he said Rob Baxter said quote we were lacking something rugby's a good game in a lot of ways that you win the games you deserve to win and you lose the games you deserve to lose that's exactly what it feels like now it doesn't feel like a blood and guts loss it feels like a pretty poor loss individually our intensity was off and because of that our team intensity was off so you get a result like that it's clear right here and now that the consistency of our mental approach to the game is our biggest problem yeah I don't know how you fix that Mm. I hate. I mean, I like his quote. I like the sentiment behind his quote. I don't like his diagnosis because I don't know how you fix it. Well, I think you don't necessarily need to fix it in games like this. You can afford ex- this extra team can afford to, to lose a few games like this at home um, or away earlier on in the season, and they've done it before. And Tim, you you frequently point out that they, they had a terrible run when they won the Premiership for the first time early in the season. What? What is most important for them is as it gets to the end game to knock out rugby uh, and European rugby, they've got to switch on. And they have proven over the past few seasons, many seasons, that they can do that. So I'm, yeah. I'm not, I'm not worried about this. This, this does not, def- this game does not define their season. There was, but there was no platitudes, no cliches, and no, we'll take our learnings. <laughs> we just have to ro- roll our so- roll our sleeves up. Yeah. And- He's been very specific. It's, it's a t- well, he is and he isn't. I mean, I just don't like the idea. It's just a mental thing. They'll look at that video and go, "This is where we got it wrong," and they'll have an actual rugby answer for it. By well, you know, the, by, by tonight, Rob Baxter will have the rugby answer to his rugby problem. The, the second try, Curtis yeah. Rona just yeah. ploughs yeah. through the Simmons boys. Yeah. He just hits a, a simple unders line off a rook five meters out, and the Simmons boys just. Too soft in the tackle, right. and he flops over the line. Well, the other thing is, the, the Ollie Hessel Collins try was just not picking up a man on the blind side. And there was an, uh, I, I, we might be talking about the same same try here, but do you remember when 
it was two seasons ago. Uh, Bristol changed their the way they played. They were just playing it from everywhere. A couple of, when they first got to the Premiership, yeah, and they were losing quite. They were losing a few games. They were winning some as well, but they were losing yeah. a few games. And then the next season, last year, they tightened up a little bit and and balanced a bit more where they play. Yeah, Stuart Hogg, incredible player. He was n- not playing percentages nearly enough, and he just he left them so exposed at times because he tried to run everything. Every yeah, mm. that, yeah. I wonder if he's under a little bit of pressure there, you know, because he's on so much money. He's expected to perform and win games on his own, as he should be expected to, actually, on the amount of money that he's on. It doesn't seem to be... I mean, he's obviously awesome, and he's scoring tries, and he's scoring some great tries. Well, they but won- it's just not quite panning out for him, is, well, is my opinion. He's, he's a European champion, so I, I think yeah, he's former, agree with that. Former European champion. In yeah. the first six months. And, and a premiership champion. Former premiership champion. <laughs> um, which, you know, which is great, but he didn't start the premiership semi-final. And I hope that's, uh, Only one team can win every year, but yeah, I, the final. I hear, I hear what you're saying, but I'm, I'm not. I'm not criticising. Broadly speaking, I'm saying actually, if you say top two inches, it's it's crucial moments making a decision. Actually, sometimes sure, just whack the, just twat the ball up the other end of the pitch, yeah. and he didn't. And Irish scored. He balls it up. Irish turned it over. They scored in yeah. the in the first six months that he played there when they won both Premiership and European. That was one of the things that I noted most about him was his because he's, he's got a very big boot but his decision making at times when to put his boot through the ball uh, and execute like that and it's probably it's back to that the kind of the point I was making earlier around in the in the scheme of this season this game even though it's a defeat at home without a, a bonus point at all they didn't get a four try or losing bonus point this probably doesn't matter and when when things do matter towards the end of the season, I think this extra team can still turn it on. Yeah. I've got every confidence in them. Let me just talk for a couple of minutes about, um, or a couple of seconds, about um, Micro Ian Witten. Although, clearly, that's nonsense. Tom Hendrickson looks great. Yeah. And massive. And massive. And I, was watching him, I was watching him go, no, he is just not. He's not six he's, foot. He's not smaller than Ian Witten. I'm not having he is, it. He's definitely. That's a, I'm not having it. Force, Phil. <laughs> I, just because you guys can't measure things with your eyes. Yeah, and you're like um, you're like basically t- t- like a, t- a turn of the turn of the century car- uh, uh, carpenter. You can measure like half inches, quarter inches, pretty much eight eight sixteenths or whatever it is. Well, I mean, if you see Ian Whitten standing next to Tom Hendrickson, you'll know There's who's no bigger. There's no way. There's no way. Uh, <laughs> right, the- JB, you're on a mission. You're on a reconnaissance mission, Sandy Park, to pick them up and weigh them. I'm going to weigh Tom Hendrickson. <laughs> <laughs> well, you need more- to weigh Tom Hendrickson and Ian Whitten. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, it's true. Um, He's a monster. He's a legitimate monster. <laughs> uh, that try that he scored was rather special when they sort of... I don't know what happened. They were sort of dancing around and then... Slade Sl- did an old-fashioned circle ball. Yeah, was that what it was? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, it was. It's, that was the hog try, wasn't it? Uh, yes, yeah, he, he offloaded right. inside to hog. Try. Yeah, it's pretty Good. cool. But well done, London Irish. Amazing. Away from, I didn't think they'd have a win like that away from Brentford. I, it, thought, I thought they would have lots of wins like that this season at Brentford. And it's the way it happened as well. So they scored the two tries, go 14-0 up. And then Exeter score two tries, 14-all. And it's just the inevitable is going to happen. Exeter are going to just grind out another yep. win. And they didn't. London Irish, at the first half of that second half, they scored three unanswered tries until the Jack Noel right at the end. And they were the better team. And they, yeah. they did but they did bad things as well, but still got away with it. So in, early in the second half, they had a kickable penalty. They went for the corner. They missed the line out. They didn't hit their jumper. Exeter win it, make it safe. Exeter clearance is poor. 
So Irish get another shot, and that led to, I can't remember which one, might have been the Ben Loder try. Mm-hmm. Um, be- because they got away with it, because they put the pressure on, even though they weren't uh, at 100% for the full game. Paddy Jackson is very good at rugby. He is very good at rugby. There's no choice about that. And and, and, and who was the young lad, the seven, that, that on debut for Irish? Looked awesome. Yeah, uh, Pearson. Pearson, that's it. 22-year-old. Rogerson looks good. Yeah, Rogerson is good. Um I, too, too I really silly. like I really like uh, Goodridge Clark. Yeah, he's a big old boy. To be sweet, did you see the Fiji squad announcement this week? No, he's in a lock. He's in a lock. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it, the weird thing is they had like the weirdly specific player references. Yes, they did. So they had like lock slash back row, lock back row slash eight, um, center slash half back. They, they just know what they want. But they, they know but exactly what they want. Tui Sui being in as lock. I think I, I think I saved the. Let me see if I've got it here. Is it a weird because they had a like defined just while you're looking probably at, twenty positions because just, of the combination. Just while you're looking for it, I'll I'll say it. Joe Riley um, has emailed us contacthechasers at gmail dot com. Joe of the um, schoolies podcast. If you want to find out yeah. about the the school experience of me, Phil, and JB, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, you can go and check out his podcast, but he emailed. And vote which one's most most exciting. He was a, he, he he was he's an Irish fan, and he uh, was at a wedding this weekend, so he didn't watch the game. Said so he watched it on his phone with ever increasing euphoria. Please give the win against the Chiefs as much airtime as possible. We just talked about them, and they earned that. Yeah. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. They really earned it. Uh, yeah, so, so two or three is down as a lock. Then you have back row slash lock, which uh, Paselli Yato is back row slash lock. How is he? He is an absolute well, beast. He is six foot five. Is he? Yeah, he's a freak. he has. I think he's packed down in for lock for Claremont occasionally. Has he really? Didn't know that? Yeah, and uh, Johnny Dyer. He's like Tom Hendricks size. Um, <laughs> he's, he is actually Mark Atkinson size. <laughs> um, then you've got fly half, center slash fly half, outright center, center slash wing, wing outright, and wing fullback. Now, disappointingly, they didn't have Lavani Bottia as center slash back row. Oh, that was. They missed a trick not doing They really that. did. But this is, it. they only pick in European-based players and also European-based coaches. So Rory Best is in the coaching team is he oh, i love it that's, that's yeah cool yeah it's very cool because no no one is traveling so two things can be true at once i'm going to change the subject a little, little bit here firstly i thought this week's premiership was very predictable every home i picked every home team to win every home team except for exeter did win yeah but i'm looking at the, the table 
and it is a picture of unpredictability. If you look at that table now, I don't think anyone would have had that top four, and I don't think anyone would have picked the bot the bottom two. No, it's uh, yeah. It, so I guess I'm saying this because the extra Chiefs results does not seem good, particularly because they've lost another two on top of that. But I think we're going to have to get get used to what we perceive to be good teams starting to lose because the salary cap is really biting. Mm. You know, when Irish can put out a team which you know man for man is probably as good, if not better, than Exeter. Occasionally, occasionally they're going to win, win games. All of these teams outside of Worcester, man for man, are pretty good. I think Wasps are going to get a bit ropey as injuries what? kick in what? and whatnot. Yeah, like, they are the, so unlucky. I mean, because most I was thinking about this. Um, is something uh, a Wasp doing something that means they're they're getting more injuries because they've got so many. But all their injuries seem to happen in games, mm, so far yeah. as I can tell. They're just bad, it's just bad luck. It, it does seem it, but it's been it's been a couple of seasons of bad luck. It feels like. Well, they do have they have a lighter squad than everyone else. They're much more comfortable bringing in lads from the championship. They cope with injuries better than most teams. They assimilate players into their squad better than most teams. Well, they're, well, they're struggling to cope with injuries now. They really are. Yeah, but didn't they win last week? Uh, no, they lost to Exeter. But they the week put up before a good that, right? Yeah, they, they did. Saints the week before that. Yeah, so they've handed Saints their only loss, I think. Mm. You know, so they're, they're playing well, and they did that with well, you know, not so much today. No, it's going to be difficult. Although Saracens were excellent. Saracens were really. <laughs> they are really ominous. It sounds silly to say this, but I did not think Saracens would be nearly this good. I really didn't. Yeah, I don't. You, you two were not predicting the top four, which which just no, seemed... I think I had them fifth. Yeah, which just seemed crazy to it, me. It, yeah, it is now. I, and I see, I see it now. But I, I think possibly part no. This, this is this sounds like it's taking something away when I don't mean it. I think Eddie Jones has done Saracens a massive favour because well, yeah. those Vunapola boys are angry. Yeah, Vunapola's Jimmy George, Ben Earl, Ezekwe. Yeah. So Maro goes, lots, Owen lots goes, Malins goes, and Angry Daly will be back soon as well. Yeah, he'll be angry as well. Vincent Cock might go. Yes, that's a good point. So when the England boys go, they're going to be missing four of their starters from today alone, mm. plus Vincent Cock. That's when we'll see, you know, how good they are. What well, they they beat um, they beat Bristol first game of the season, missing they were missing ten internationals. Yes, they were, weren't they? Yeah, I uh, think I think I think the Saracens team will be all right. So Andy Christie played today. Didn't know anything about him? He looked good. He looked all right, didn't he? Yeah, he was very nice at first receiver. Could play those little balls behind to Owen Farrell nicely. Ultimate Rugby, my favourite app. Um, Brian O'Driscoll's app. Brian O'Driscoll's app. If I'm reading Andy Christie's full profile, how big is he? Six foot, I'd go six foot four, 112 kgs. 112 kgs. Uh, Phil? Uh, I'm going I'm going to say he's about um, Hendrickson size, so six foot. Four. Bigger than Witten. So you say Andy Christie's bigger than Witten? <laughs> Six foot on the nose and 102 kg. Well, he's listed at six foot one, 97 kilograms. Uh, so basically, exactly the same as me. Literally, same build, same size, um, same sort of great athlete. Um, <laughs> can he play the uh, breadth of positions that you can play? Abs- well, yes, it, actually, he can because he's listed as a scrum half. <laughs> so yes is the answer wow. basically my 22 year old rugby equivalent is Andy Christie I, I played five minutes of scrum half this weekend easy isn't it yeah it's simple easy. it's really easy. simple <laughs> just filled in while we had a man in the bin yeah I just I played a, an, an auxiliary eight slash nine. Oh, nice uh, so yeah that's what Fiji would call you at least yeah yeah um 
All Rugby, I'm just looking for his weight, All Rugby, which is a website I've never used before, All.Rugby, Andy Christie is a 22-year-old English rugby player standing at zero metres f- f- tall and weighing in at zero kg, <laughs> which is no no stone and no pounds. That's like, um, where did I hear this? It's like ants. He's like an ant it, because you could, whatever height an ant falls from, they're so light that they w- there'll be no impact when they land. So, they, yeah, their terminal velocity will be... Uh, insufficient to do the main insufficient damage. Insufficient to do the main damage. That's Andy Christie. What if you weigh them down? Cover them as something heavy or something? Yeah. Yeah. That's going <laughs> to... That'd be a very intricate job to do it, but go for it. Give it a go. Yeah. Put some lead on its back. Exactly. Uh, right, so I'm going to tweet Andy Christie. I'm going to see if he comes back to me with an answer. Are these stats correct or not? And uh, yeah, we'll find out. <laughs> Great. And then we'll get him in the dungeon and you can weigh him. You can yes, lift him up. Yes, there we go. He can form an orderly queue behind Hendrickson and Ian Whitten. This is how this is how the official thing should be done. No one cares about the KGs. It should just be just like a ranking. JB, just all the Premiership players turn up at the start of a season. JB picks them all up and puts them in order. Exactly. Yeah, perfect. Can I just say something about Saracens? Yes, of course you can. Um, obviously, Saracens were very, very good. I thought Farrell was brilliant today. He was great. And some of his passing, and I've said this before, some of his passing was so good that if it was Cipriano or Marcus Smith... People would be raving about it. But for some reason, because it's Owen Farrell, uh, three-time Lions, what, 80-odd caps for England, current England captain, multiple Champions Cup winner, multiple league winner. For some reason, it it just seems to get ignored. That pass for the... is one of the Malins tries, which was a little out the back, bought himself an extra two seconds, and he throws a perfect 30-yard miss pass right into the path of Malins. It's absolutely brilliant, and no, no one is. There's no one's talking about it. His line for the Malins one-two for Malins, I think it was Malins' fourth try, mm. was awesome. Hits the line perfectly. Little one-two with um, with Malins. Again, it, the, it just seems to go under the radar. The, the, the reactive flick off the deck before one of the tries, really instinctive. The ball bobbled out, and he he just flicked it off the deck beautifully. I totally agree. Yeah, it's, it's just it just seems weird to me that that some players get so much hype and some don't for basically had, had Marcus basically Smith doing done that, the same. Had Marcus Smith done that, thing. it would have been oh, that's different, though, isn't it? Yeah, that's that's, that's very different. Mar- Marcus Smith is a uh, you know is an absolute treasure to behold. <laughs> uh, Owen Farrell's just a bit angry, just a bit, a bit angry, inconsistent. No, he, look, Owen Farrell's great. Owen Farrell is absolutely great, and I think he does play his best rugby for Saracens at, at fly half. I, I do think it's a mystery that they play him at twelve. It just shows that. Sorry, they being England play him at twelve. It just shows that England do really need a twelve option. Not yeah. just as a rugby player, but as a bloke and a character in a squad. If you if you if he had to get sent to Worcester then that, that's that's the reality com- T V show that Premiership <laughs> Rugby need to make, isn't it? <laughs> Owen Farrell goes to Worcester. <laughs> fly half swap. Yeah. Oh my god, fly half swap. What I, a great T V show. I can't imagine it is a great T V show. I can't imagine any team that Owen Farrell plays for, he just wouldn't accept standards. And so Yeah. Yeah, this is a bloody this is a great idea. Where would uh, well, we've done, our, no, let, let me just read an email before you continue yeah. because uh, this actually ties in with Will Pownall who emailed us a couple of days ago contact deadchasers at gmail.com 
He said, hi all. There's been a rise in popularity of behind-the-scenes sport documentaries in recent years. I wanted to get your mm. thoughts on which team in Premiership Rugby you'd most like to see a season-long behind-the-scenes documentary on and why. So we can carry on with this conversation. Bath would be the answer there, but anyway, carry on. Bath and Worcester. Uh, but, but, but now I want to see this. Fly half spot. Yeah. So would... I, don't, I just think Owen Farrell, would, would he be sicker about what happens at Bath or... Would he just never stop throwing up if he went to Worcester? I don't, I don't know how it would go down. <laughs> I can imagine just being in a stunned silence for a whole day watching this stuff. He'd be incredibly angry. Yeah, incredibly, just seething with rage. Yeah, uh, but, but that, in in a positive way, that seems to rub off on people around him, and he, uh, it's almost like he somehow has that character where people don't want to let him down. Yeah, I, I don't know how it would go down. So, clubs that Owen Farrell here, yeah, clubs that Farrell, Owen Farrell could play for. And clubs that Owen Farrell couldn't play for, and it, maybe it's a scale. He couldn't, he couldn't play for Irish. Oh my God, no, no, no. Uh, he would love Sell Sharks. I'm pretty sure. Yes, yeah. Sell Sharks and Leicester. Leicester Tigers would be the other one. Yeah, not Quins, not Saints. Not. Oh my oh, God. Maybe. No, maybe. no, Saints are somewhere in the middle. Yeah, Exeter. yeah. In the middle. He'd be fine at Exeter. Yeah, he'd be fine at Exeter. Fit right in Exeter. And then not not Bristol, not Irish. Definitely would, not Bristol. Weirdly, I think Gloucester would be okay for him. Yeah, mm. weird. I think Gloucester has sort of got the got the act together. Now it gets fun. Uh, yeah. Um, New, I can see him fitting in at Newcastle as well. Yeah, actually, yeah. So, yeah, those are Owen Farrell friendly teams. Yeah. Quinns? No. No. Maybe. They all quite, oh, no, I mean, they do things differently. And they've got, and they're a bit more balanced than that. No, no, no you've got to remember. I didn't think this was a thing. I just thought. Oh, Quinns play Saracens yeah. next weekend as well. This is awesome. I thought <laughs> Harlequins hated Quinn, uh, sorry, hated Saracens, and Saracens didn't know that they, they exist, exist, right? But the only time I've seen uh, Alex Anderson get as motivated as he did was because of Harlequins. He he loathes Harlequins. Mm. They all loathe Harlequins. I mean, it really is a thing. And I don't think they loathe them as a rugby rugby playing entity. I don't think they loathe their... They loathe them individually as people. <laughs> you know, it's very personal. I don't think they care much for the rugby. Is it something about Quinns? Because, I, I, well, the London Irish one is, is a geographical uh, thing because they're on each other's patch, but... Again, I don't think Quinns are as bothered about the London Irish rivalry, but London Irish really, really want to be. I think Quins. Just, everyone hates Quinns. <laughs> there there all, is a bit of that. They all hate Quinns. So yeah, Owen Farrell. Is it the Maseratis and the Swagger? Almost certainly. Oh, did you yeah. see the Leicester? Um, oh, Leicester new sponsor. Yeah, the new sponsor. Yes, Lamborghini. Leicester Lamborghini. That's very cool, isn't I it? I mean, that is bearing in mind Quinns won the title and they've got and we've been talking about their Maserati. Maybe that's what it is. Steve Borthwick, not a man you'd associate with Lamborghini. No, far from it. Far from it. But actually, maybe he's seen. Look, we need we need a uh, we need to get an high end. Uh, oh, I don't know. Why I'm talking about <laughs> Steve Diamond. Yeah. <laughs> we need to get a high end car sponsor if well, we're going to win the title. Do you know who the high end mm. car sponsor is for? Sell Shocks. Uh, let me guess. Let me guess. Hmm. Uh, Tesla, Bentley, Bentley, Bentley. Yeah. Nice. nice. Got Bentley de- dealership. Um, are there any others? Any Probably. Car. Are there any other car sponsors? Those, those are the two big ones. Oh, hmm. obviously. Oh, Land Rover are all over rugby. Obviously. Yeah. yeah. And Mitsubishi were all over the Shoguns back in the day. Oh, and Gloucester, and Gloucester, Gloucester because Gloucester, their yeah. CEO, I think, owns some dealerships or some such thing. Lance. Uh, Bradley, Lance, Lance, Lance Bradley. Bradley, yeah. So yeah, so yeah, we've got our own Farrell, uh, our own Farrell table now. We should do a table of teams that Owen Farrell would fit into best on on a weekly basis. Mm. So yeah, I can't see him fitting into too many 
South African or sorry, no, South African would be fine. Uh, Australian or New Zealand teams, no, not as much. What would you, in answer to the the question, then, which team would you like if there was a hard knocks type like they have in the NFL, where they have an, a, a behind the scenes or or the the Tottenham the Spurs documentary yeah. on. on uh, the NFL Prime. ones are so much better than that. The, the, I don't know. I, I, I know the, the, one. No, the Spurs one was good. Yeah. yeah, I thought Tottenham was awesome but because mainly because of Mourinho. Mourinho. Yeah, yeah, the way they handle themselves, like that training ground, is so cool. Yeah, the weird sort of if, change room they've got. If Diamond goes in at Bath, get that filmed. Oh yes. wow, that would be awesome. That would be the one. Yeah, and that you know, I think Diamond, Diamond and Bath would be very similar to Farrell and Buster. It's slightly different. The um. <laughs> Did you notice after? I'm, I'm not suggesting our podcast had anything to do with it, but there were loads of rumours about Steve Diamond and Bath, and we, we were mm. talking about that last week. Last week, yeah. So I don't know what's true and what's not. I don't know how tenable Stuart Hooper is at the moment. He's lost another game. They've not won a single game since the Premiership started this season. So, uh, yeah, but nothing, nothing seems to be coming out of Bath about this. I would add Steve Diamond to the staff tomorrow. I don't know if I'd sack someone, but I'd add Steve Diamond. Basically, yeah. What role? Consultant, senior consultant coach thing, something like that. Do it like uh, the Stuart Lancaster. Yeah, I think so. Because somebody... Senior coach. Yeah, someone needs to be... There again, what is going on at Bath, which means that Stuart Hooper is a DOR, fine, he does all the rugby stuff. Hatley is the head coach. He's renowned for scrimmaging and forwards Mm -hmm. work. But he's also got to do the defence as well. He's got a huge remit. Yeah, and that's where it's gone wrong for Bath yeah so I think your scrum coach and your set piece coach needs to be separate from your defensive coach you need someone thinking about this who doesn't have the head coach job the head coach role and all the other things bring Dimes in to do that I mean Dimes could do it Dimes could do it Uh, it would ruffle a few feathers no actually probably wouldn't you know, uh, if people say this like uh, you, he's some sort of monster, he's actually no, he could deal with it easily. He's not a monster. That's not not what I mean when I say this. No, at no, all. no, 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 no. But he's very. Um, if, if Steve Diamond's involved, it's his ship. Yes, that's what I mean. So, so when when he went to the CEO role or the it was it CEO role, yeah, he yeah, went yeah. to a sale and he handed the reins over to Brian Redpath. I think part of the reason it didn't work for Brian Redpath is because Steve Diamond was at the club. Yeah. Because the second it started to go wrong, Steve Diamond came out of the boardroom, mm. back onto the training paddock, and yeah, because got his boots no on again. CEOs. And it worked, so I'm not knocking it, but it's it's his show when he's in town. Most CEOs can get severely browbeaten, can't they, by their director of rugby? Because director of rugby's not only are they usually ex-senior professionals anyway, they do talk a lot of technical nonsense. And now it's even worse because you've got technical nonsense overlaid with philosophy nonsense and learning nonsense <laughs> and all this just nonsense, right? Uh, so being, a, being a, a CEO and trying to decipher all this must be a nightmare. Don't think you could get away with that if Steve, Steve, Diamond, was your, uh, Steve Diamond was your CEO. I remember when Sale lost to oh, somebody. This is like back in the days before all the South African show, show London up. Welsh? Could well have been. Uh, you know, <laughs> could, could be someone. And the next week they won, and Diamonds is doing the presser after the victory. And he just said, uh, well, we looked at our defence. I asked some really basic questions about, you know, do people know, know, do people know their jobs? And people didn't know their jobs uh, around the ruck. He actually called out a couple of players who literally did not know where they were. So this week we went back to basics and we actually fixed our defence by doing A, B and C. Like, yeah, that's exactly why you need a director of rugby who can, you know, turn his hand to pretty much anything. 
but he, you know he's basically said that my defensive coach didn't do a good, didn't mm. do a, do a good enough job. Next week it was all fixed. Damning indictment of the defence coach. Yeah, but he sorted it out next week. Uh, mm. uh, let's, let's talk another positive, though. You mentioned it as well. Gloucester, is that... Um, I think they had a draw in amongst it, so it's four unbeaten now. They are well coached. They are organised, they're well coached, they're disciplined. And I've, I've, They've got a fly half who I've wants s- to play, who fly, can kick yeah. sticks. Uh, absolutely. I've got still got questions over their pack. However, they're well organised. George Stigivington has got them working well yeah. in, in some of that type play, and they're driving more. Made the difference. Really impressed with them. Really impressed with them. I thought they would be bottom feeders, bottom three, something like that. Yeah. No. Uh, I I mean, I think they'll still fall. I think they'll probably end up eighth, something like like that. But they're doing very well. Yeah. I should should actually say they've got two tens, two fly halves who can play. Yeah. They've got Hastings and then Lloyd Lloyd Evans. Lloyd Evans, yeah. Yeah. Who played this weekend. Can you fiddle with your um, mic input? There's a little little buzz on the line. Got it? No. Marker. Yeah, that's good. Good. That's good. Crack on. Good. Um, um, some, yeah. Something that was present in the Gloucester game and also in the Saracens game. Yes, I know what you're going to say. What's, Tights. what's your opinion? Tights. Yeah. Yeah, this caused well, all sorts of. So I, I'm going to put something forward and you tell me what you think. I think um, a talking point. Oh, sorry. Update Andy Christie's got back to me. Um, no, I'm at least 100 kilograms. <laughs> That's, I want more specific specific details than that. Yeah, because I'm more than fifty kilograms. It <laughs> doesn't really. Yep. Yeah, Small um, details matter. We were Andy Christie. You better give us a full answer, or JB will be coming around to weigh you. Yeah, exactly. He's over hundred kilograms. So there we go. Yeah. Okay. No, what I was going to say was, um, on on the tight situation, does it feel like, and this happens from time to time, and more so in recent years than ever where some people erect a, a straw man yes, in, order, exactly what in order to have an argument. Yeah. Because I don't think your average rugby fan gives a damn whether players wear tights or not. There was one account uh, that just said the most pathetic things. Like, um, on Twitter, it was like, you need to have a word with yourself, shake your head and uppercut yourself a few times. I, well, no one's really, no one cares. I, I don't think anyone cares, do they? No, I, you know, if the pros want to wear shorts, they're the pros, not me. They can wear short, uh, sorry, tights. They can wear some tights. I don't see. They know what's best for them. It's like exactly. Some people tape themselves up in certain ways. Wear pa- wear pads. Wear scrum caps. Wear pink boots. Whatever. I, you know, the artificial, you're a pro. The artificial pitch uh, argument is interesting because I play on artificial pitch every week. I played 10, 11 games on artificial pitches. Never had a single issue with them. But I don't play as hard as Tom Curry, so that might be why I'm not. You know, uh, who was the one? Oh, who was the lad today? He went Ali Crossdale. Oh, uh, uh, yeah, Ali Crossdale. There's no way I'm making that move. If I could ball. run as fast as Ali Crossdale and then was diving for a ball in the yeah. in-goal area, I might I might wear tights so I didn't cut my knees open. Yeah, if Ali Crossdale... But I'm not going to run as fast as Ali Crossdale. Yes, exactly right. So I don't know. Anymore. If, <laughs> <laughs> if Well, I bet you'd beat him over 10k. Over 5k. I could beat him over yeah, 5k. Yeah, you'd beat yeah. him over 5k. <laughs> so, I don't know, he's wiry. Crossdale, yeah. I'll beat him over five k. Mm. But yeah, my view is wear tights. If you want to wear tights, wear tights. A bit yeah. awkward for line out jumping. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, but the, re- the reason I mentioned what I said is I, I I didn't see anyone saying oh it's soft shouldn't wear tights. It's yeah. soft. Yeah, almost I'm... every account which was um, <sighs> uh, you know saying oh yeah tights should be allowed and I can't believe you know rugby you know the, when they make up somebody saying rugby's gone soft. Do you know what I mean? The counter yeah. rugby got. All comes from accounts that have never played the game. They've never played the game. They have no idea what they're talking about. 
It's, it's like pre-game. Some, uh, we've played with all different characters. Like you say, tape, tape yourself up how you want. Some people headbutt a wall. Some people yep. sit there nice and quietly. Whatever. Yeah, some people Get listen to it. Michael Bublé. Yeah. Hey, we had a court session. Did you uh, you listen to Michael Bublé, did you, Phil? No, I think... Uh, I'm sure I remember reading an interview where James Haskell said he listened to Michael Bublé pretty much. Who was it? The... I don't believe him. No, no, no. I don't Probably know if not. it was Haskell. It was... No, Phil Vickery used to listen to... Uh, what was her name? She was uh, she was in the 2012 Olympics. She was the one person that played in both the opening ceremony and the end. She did that Read All About It song. Huh? I, I have uh, no idea. <laughs> what's her name? Yeah, music uh, is uh, Emily Sunday. Oh, Phil okay. Vickery listened to Emily, Emily Sunday. Sunday. World, I think so World Cup winner, World Cup winner Phil Vickery listened to uh, Emily Sunday before matches. Presumably only at the end of his career. She she wouldn't have been around when he was Yes, good point. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Maybe that's when his career started going downhill. Uh, uh, I think <laughs> Do they not lie. listen to Emily yeah, Sunday. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I think they lie about what they listen to just yeah. to, you know, get, get a rise out of people. <laughs> Yeah, this, and the music before games is one thing where it it must get more difficult as you get older, JB. I mean, do, do the the young lads at Tok Age put on some, there was some filthy bangers. like rap rap tunes and stuff? No, there were some absolute bangers going off in the Tok Exchange room before our win against Eccles this week. Yeah, we, yeah, we, it was a welcome welcome addition. But when I was back in Broughton Park, we did have some youths there who. Um, Played some other music, which 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 wasn't great. It's very hipstery, Charlton, and occasionally you get someone who wants to do something different. Uh, no, but uh, the Didsbury music's up, absolutely on point, like everything at Didsbury, on point. <laughs> uh, now, talking of local rugby, let's have our local rugby segment. Um, so I've decided I'm going to adopt a medium team. I've got a good team. I've got a grassroots team. I need a medium team. So I'm going to start watching uh, out for Plymouth Albion mm. results. I believe that they won again this weekend. Well, they're, they're still down the bottom of National 1. Yeah, they had a few hard, hard games to start with, but now they seem to be picking up some points. Uh, but more importantly, you played this weekend. Yeah, they needed some bodies at Broughton Park, so I came out of retirement. Did you? I, um, I bloody loved it, mate. I'm, I'm not going to lie; I absolutely loved it. I surprised myself, and this was going to be one of what the things. What a humble I was gonna... brag this is! <laughs> no, 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 no. I know I surprised myself because I was thinking, oh, I'm going to have a snapped hamstring. I'm going to do a fill. Yeah. Uh, so I'll just take it Classic. easy. I'll take it easy. But, and this is my thing, for anyone who's advancing in years, getting towards the end of their playing days, do CrossFit. Do CrossFit. I couldn't agree more. Because I, f- I felt really good after the game, and I'm convinced that CrossFit... I you're you're probably fitter now yeah. than at times when I'm, you played yeah, in your no, prime. I am. Have you seen the shape of Will Greenwood at 49? Mm. He looks absolutely awesome. He could definitely play. If he wanted to play for level 8 or whatever, it, you know, it was local to him, he could do that. He Easily. Definitely Easily. Definitely could. He's in incredible shape. Yeah, I agree. CrossFit is the best way to extend your rugby career. I mean, you've got to do it every single day. It's going to cost you 80 quid a mo- uh, month, if you're lucky. Yeah, plus supplements. Plus supplements. Yeah, plus the shoes, And all the, the horrendous, bags, the, all the horrible kit that, the you shorts, have, that people buy. The amazing yeah. kit. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, you know, the fact, you've got to dedicate, I don't know, 20 hours a week to but this and then you don't go to, you don't go to CrossFit and wear those neoprene knee things uh, having just said <laughs> no oh, I don't care what people wear I also don't care you do you wear whatever you need to for whatever you're doing but I, I'm not a big fan of you know the neoprene knee things because no, I don't think they do anything you know what I'm a massive fan of I'm a massive fan of two things tape I, I love taping up my hands I've got this like um, for CrossFit yeah you get little cuts there for oh, when you do yeah. dumbbell when you do dumbbell stuff yeah, uh, but no, even, not dumbbell well, stuff you do kettlebells yeah, but even when I'm not doing no, kettlebells, no, I just like to, uh, I just like to tape up. 
Uh, and also chalk. Can't get enough chalk. Clapping <laughs> everywhere. That's worth like five kilograms extra alone, isn't it? And I've got prop- those calluses on the... Oh, yeah. What are they called? The I don't know. Calluses, I- aren't they? Yeah. No, but on the what part of your body? I can't think what it is. The, oh, like the palm. The bottom of your fingers. The, the palm. palm. The, the other side of your knuckles. And and do you get those little blister bubbles when you do loads of pull-ups and stuff? No, because I've got really cool um, uh, little protective Gym, things. Gymnastic. Gymnastic things, <laughs> yeah. Which, again, awesome. You should get tough hands. <laughs> yeah, I can do that as well. Uh, we've never done a good, proper, a normal <laughs> day's work in our life. Mind you, your hands should be good for CrossFit from, from the doing boat. up the... What, Boats, yeah. What's, what's the name again? Uh, the Phyllis Mabel. Phyllis Mabel, that's yeah. it. Yeah, exactly right. Um, and also, you know, from years of handing off the, you know, the, the pretty, the pretty <laughs> robust now. So um, they're, they're absolutely fine. So yeah, I'm going to play again next weekend. Wonderful nice. stuff. So I don't think I have got a week off next weekend. So I'm going to be hunting for a second team to play for. Um, play with Cocker. We yeah, come, yeah. Play, come, I'm, I'm, come play for BP twos or whatever. Uh, I, I wouldn't mind a little run up for BP twos. I'll, I'll see what they're up to. Uh, we had a court session. Uh, this week, so we had two teams out, one against Eccles, and we I saw that. some of the photos of this because one of the photos on, on my son's team. <laughs> That's strictly forbidden. What? Wait, my son's team. What do you know? Wait, I'll tell you what I know. My my son's team. Um, one of the lads that plays on the same team, the dad, one of the coaches, used to play at Talk H. Okay. Um. Or no, yeah. Anyway, he was at the club yesterday. Watched the game. Met, told me about the court session and showed me some photos of some of his mates uh. who were dressed up for the court session and one in particular where the theme was was it babies and grandfathers yes there's a, like a dividing <laughs> line so everyone's yeah. got to be either an old man old or man. a and there was one baby. guy and this is the photo I saw where this one guy did it brilliantly and this is when court sessions and stuff like this work when people really buy in and this guy shaved his hair so he had old man hair oh yeah oh, yeah so he shaved nice. just like the crown of his head it was brilliant that was, nice that was brilliant. Yeah, we had a spectacular moment yesterday. What um, one of the biggest hits I've seen in about three or four three or four years. The ball got kicked kicked through. For some reason there was a prop on the wing, dropping back to receive a kick, hiding. I don't know what he was doing positionally. Perfect because otherwise we would have scored. He picks the ball, but he sort of he he like picks the ball as if he's doing a deadlift with his chest chest up. And our number eight absolutely smashes into him. Game game over, lights I, out. I've had this verified from the, se- the same second source. Mentioned, he said, oh, there was a tackle today. He, one of the biggest tackles I've ever seen. And the guy was out cold. Good Lights out. Was it a headshot? No, no, no. Legal chest, shot. Chest, chest. The prop is just picking it up in, in, all, in an awkward position. I think he was getting up from the last hit, which he suffered, which was also <laughs> absolutely monstrous. <laughs> I think, yeah, and then... So his next involvement was uh, against our Nordic uh, Viking number eight. Oh, just, nice. Oh, goodness me. Just uh, next season, we'll have to do, me and Phil will have to commentate and, and do a live streamed <laughs> show because when, when local derby, Broughton Park, the, the Raffy Quirks, Broughton Park, play Didsbury Tock H in a local derby, that is going to be something else. Yeah, well, hopefully next year it will happen if the leagues merge, we should be in Broughton Park's league and mm. that will be exciting. I'm not going to say we got, you know, through... You Talking know. of lower league rugby. Yeah, I, I, look, I'm not going to say that we've that we've climbed three uh, three leagues, three levels since I've been there, but I guess that's what we've done, isn't it? So <laughs> sometimes you've got to face reality. Just, Wait, how, you know. how low were they? Level nine, I think. <laughs> the buzz is back. Oh. Ooh. There you go, it's gone. No, yep. no, it's still there. Level nine, so steadily improved. Uh, technical solution. Technical solution. Right, what were you talking about? Uh, you were talking about some lower league rugby. Uh, any other rugby we need to cover off? Uh, uh, no. Quinns beat Bath. 
predictably. Yeah. Um, Andreas after... de Hazen's very good at rugby, it turns out. Yeah, Marcus Smith looks amazing for his try, and there's one other try that he looks amazing for. All, all yeah, tries. He just looks amazing, amazing all the time. Just amazing. Um, Bath got nothing out of the game, yeah. unsurprisingly. But put on a better show than last week, yeah. which, which is not hard. They work hard, they're completely disorganised. They're a mess. Yeah. They're an absolute mess, aren't they? And, so, and uh, Leicester won again. Oh, yeah, so I did watch this Not game. a great game. I disagree with you strongly. Of course you do, because it 6-3 at half-time. So <laughs> exactly what you I love. watched all this game, and uh, not only did I watch it, I've also clipped up some of the uh, line-outs and distributed them to Talk H players as uh, examples of what we want to do. It was scrappy in that regard. Quite a lot of failed line-outs in the, in the first half, an awful lot of, lot of line-outs. But I thought both teams absolutely went for it. The Leicester try, which was ultimately the difference between these two teams. The Liebenberg try. What a score that is! It was awesome. That was From, an awesome try. And it was the it was the scrum. It was it was Ben Youngs, wasn't it? Yeah. Down the right wing, mm. and Liebenberg hitting that line, and he, he knows who was covering. Was it Wilkinson covering across? Yes. He knew he could fend him. He had he, Wilkinson got to him with like fifteen yards to go. And Liebenberg just knew he was big enough, strong enough, and going fast enough that there's no way he's stopping him. Yeah. So he's like smiling and like just fending him away to get over the line. Yeah, Wilkinson is no Tom Hendricks. Um, it was that that was the, that was the difference. That try was the difference. No, 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 no. The difference. Oh, and the scrum, scrum. the scrum, the scrum, scrum. Was, the, scrum yeah, was. the scrum was a difference, and and compounding the scrum with the disparity between the fly halves with no disrespect to Kieran Wilkinson or Tom Curtis who came on who are good good young players they're, they're not AJ McGinty and when you get that well, many, when Leicester get that many penalties and George Ford knocks them all over and Sale have their opportunities and the kicks are missed there you go game over it is isn't it and yeah you're comparing them to AJ McGinty you should really compare them to George Ford who is an absolute master at the moment mm. so it's always going to be an uphill battle. They've got the England starting halfbacks, or potential starting halfbacks, or ex-starting halfbacks, whatever you want to refer to them. Yeah. And Sale are operating with Gus War and Kieran Wilkinson, who will yeah. both be very good players in their own right. As for Gus War, if he plays really well, Sale will have a headache because they've got two young, two young scrum halves. I mean, you can pretty much go with three. They've also got Cliff as well. I wouldn't be surprised if Premiership clubs are looking at Gus War and going, yeah, OK, we could do with an extra option. I thought he did all right. Did all right. Equally, I mean, yes, I, 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 picking up on what Phil said earlier about Exeter, I put the same at Sale. But by the end of the, by the end of the autumn international period, potentially without nine and ten, like experienced nine and ten, they could have a few. I mean, they could have a few defeats racked up, and it that might cost them later in the season. I think you're mm. absolutely right, and I think they're going to lose some more games. I think lots of other teams will lose some more games, so it's not going to be that serious. But yeah, you're right. I think they will lose more. Will they make top four? I've got them to win the, win the league. <laughs> I, I think we both had them pre-season. We both had them to win. What are they, like a couple of points off? Yeah, they probably can. Leicester are like, going to be top four. I'm convinced on that. Saracens are going to be top four. Yeah, so they're battling and over two. Exeter, Exeter are going to be top four, I think. So Sale are going to be fighting for that last space, along with Quinns. Quinns, Saints, Bristol, if they get their acting gear. Mm, I can't... Yeah. Bristol will eventually do something. You'd, you'd they think. have to. They've you'd got, think. they've got, they've got too much talent not to do anything. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know. 
but there's an awful lot of competition for top four, which is exactly how the league should be. Yeah, mm. agreed. Uh, one thing I forgot to mention when you were doing your low, uh, sort of lower league rugby roundup is Phil's club, Sedgley Park. Top of the league. There? Top of the league now because they they beat the um, they beat Hull in a top of the table clash in Ooh. National Two North. Bloody hell, that is a big, that is a, a very big game. Yeah. So we wanted to go and watch uh, Sedgley Park, Huddersfield on the 18th of November, uh, 18th of December. Unfortunately, we can't because the biggest cl- clash in the world is happening, which is Tock H versus Widnes mm. that day. So it looks like we're going to do the April game in Huddersfield instead. Should be good. Hmm. Yeah, uh, that, you, that will be fun. You happy with that, Phil? Delighted with that? Always. Always. Now, what is the top end for Sedgley Park? Going up again and then coming back down? <sighs> I don't know. We don't need to get into that. They're, they're having a good season now. Yeah, I, I don't think they'll pay more than they're currently paying for players because they've done it in the past uh, and obviously got a couple that's, of That's why Phil was there. It was, it, was no, it was no sense of loyalty having come through from the minis to the first. It was all they, for the cash. When did they stop paying, Phil? Broadly speaking, about five years ago. Um, <laughs> they're still paying, just not as not, much. Just, just not, not, not enough, yeah? Not enough. Not at all. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't think they'll, they'll want to stretch themselves. So if they do go up, they would probably come down again in a season or two now I've not listened to this podcast and I suspect that I am going to listen to it I've never heard of the podcast before but I saw that there has been a podcast recorded a uh, rugby one and the interview is with Mark Bright who's 43 years old and still going strong at Richmond now was at London Scottish is he? yeah he's at Richmond and still scoring tries from number 8 he was at um, London Scottish and then Prior to that, he was Red Ruth. Red Ruth, ages, for ages. I remember playing against him when he was at Red Ruth. Well, he'd been at he loads of clubs for ages at forty-three. Well, he, I bet he, he does CrossFit. He does CrossFit. That's what it is. Bet, That's bet the podcast. Is. is just going to be him talking about CrossFit. He played for England Sevens. I, he's, I know he's a Kiwi um, by birth, but he played for England Sevens age thirty-six. Did as, he? as a number eight? Crikey! I, I remember playing against him uh, down at Red Ruth, and uh, he, he just. In, really intelligent player, reads the game really well, runs good lines, big and strong and quick. Even I, I probably played against him when he was in his mid thirties. Amazing stuff. Yeah, he, he, Mark Bright might be the new Alan Paver test. Do you know who Alan Paver is? If the answer is yes, then you're a true rugby fan in my in my mind. Yeah, yeah. Alan Paver's even more niche than Mark Bright. I would suggest. I don't know about that. Mark Bright or Alan Paver, Lee. He's got all the stash on, but he's not a proper uh, rugby fan. Interesting. We'll talk about that off air. Right, we've covered off uh, Premier. Any more for any more? Any other business? Anything else going on? Nah. Uh, nope. uh, succession is just incredible. Best show on telly at the minute. Succession. Get it watched. Have you not watched? Have you not watched Succession? I've seen the first season. And I was like, nah. Season two is um, immense. Yeah, I, I, I might give it a go. Might no, no, do it's right. I'm just, I, can't I can't believe you because it's a show that I. I can't. I don't know. There's no one I know more. There's no one I know who would who I think would like it more than you. Yeah. Because it's got a financial backdrop, so it's mm. a bit of a busman's holiday, and also all the characters are awful. Yeah, yeah. I do. I do like it when all the characters are awful. Um, I've watched first. First, the problem is when I get to a box set, my immediate idea. Well, my immediate inclination is just to read what happened on Wikipedia. 
So I, you know, I didn't even finish Breaking Bad. I just read it on Wikipedia. I've watched all of Lost technically just by watching it on, uh, uh, like the, reading on Wikipedia. The reason I'm... I would say watch Breaking Bad is so that you can then really enjoy Better Call Saul, which again is one of the best shows. Oh, it's amazing! Around absolutely, absolutely amazing. I actually read the, the Wikipedia entry when putting my daughter to bed because she spent ages, to, uh, ages go, uh, going down. I read the Wikipedia entry for every episode of Sopranos. It's actually much more enjoyable doing each episode <laughs> in like 30 seconds here. 30, oh, that's how it fitted in. That's what they were doing. Yeah, that, that's what I recommend. Uh, one thing to note that I meant to mention last week, but um, Ben got in touch with us. Ben, who played rugby with us yep. down at uh, North Dorset Sevens. Sea Gypsy. Sea, otherwise known as Sea Gypsy, yes. Um, got in touch with us about the um, colour blindness because he is colour blind. He says... Um, if oh, you, this, if, this was the story the other week about red, yeah, red and green teams. Red, red green. Not, he not does play. say if you've got enough time, you can figure it out, but um, it can cause issues, particularly in a fast-moving environment, which obviously rugby is. So he suggests, um, and and the, the, I think the numbers eight um, percent for uh, male population. So generally, you'll have one or two players in most teams who have an issue with it. And we've probably all played with and against people. Um, so he suggests some, some small tweaks uh, could help things out. And I actually spoke to a uh, PhD, a uh, um, biologist PhD, oh, really, um, who specialises in the eye about this, and she was explaining the photoreceptors. Okay. Um, so red-green colourblind, you should have two photoreceptors and uh, that pick up the wavelength and red and green are on the sa- at the same point on the wavelength when you're looking from one axis but on the other axis it's completely different so if you imagine a graph um like a light wave yeah red and green from the y-axis they will both be at exactly the same point from the x-axis they are totally different so if you can pick as most people can pick from two axis uh axes axes for two photoreceptors you can pick it out if you don't. If you only have one of these, you just can't distinguish the two, and they just look a. Uh, Where on earth do you find brown. an IPHD person? Uh, my sister-in-law. Oh, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> um, but the, 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 the harsh reaction to that would be, um, would be, well, I'm not as quick as Ali Crossdale, but <laughs> yeah. she never. Ali well, Crossdale's not allowed to run as fast as I am because I'm not as quick as him. Well, we were talking. I was asking her, so she's is perhaps. Uh, genuinely one of the most qualified people in the world to talk about this actually this is like her area of expertise um and she said a couple of easy solutions would be um to go for different um shades so either a bright red and a dull um green okay or a bright green and more like a pinky red yeah to uh, something that's quite easy and, and you'd already like if you look at ireland england uh, sorry, Island Wales, you've had kits on those spectrums anyway. Like the, yeah. the green of it's Ireland has been only Island Wales that's going to cause a problem for this. Pretty much, yeah. Because anyone's either in blue, blue's well, fine. South Africa, white, South Africa, Wales. Oh yeah, okay. Um, so yeah, there's there's a couple, but the other one. So that's one option, um, or you just incorporate some, and it doesn't have to be the whole kit, but some hoops or some vertical stripes yeah. I, it, it, as part of it, and then it's. Instant easy solutions. There you so two, go. Yep. Two instant easy solutions. So you don't need to abandon 
150 years of tradition necessarily. Well, yeah, if everyone just, just has a white kit, we can all be white, happy. White, white kit would also yeah work club rugby. Really everyone well, having a easily. white kit, a white kit. I'm I'm on, I'm on board with that. Clubs. Yeah, I think international is different. Yeah, I agree. Wales playing red, Ireland yep. playing green, and that matters. It does matter. You might be your only cap. It might be your only cap, and you want to wear the green. I know that, that sounds that sounds flippant, maybe to some people, but I think that matters. Yeah, I actually think that most people with colour blindness would say that that matters. You mm. want to wear the, the the red or the red or the green. Now, obviously, they can't for competitive reasons on occasions, but you know, primarily international, you should wear your home kit when you can. Yeah. But uh, there's nothing wrong with the shades. I mean, if we change the shades slightly, I can yeah, oh, that's yeah. a great solution. Which has happened lots of yeah. times. Like the the island green has been from quite a dark. Like almost like a khaki green to yep. a very bright. They need to sort green. out what kind of green that they're going for. Mm. I yeah, so I do like I like consistency in my colour palette. Mm. Like particularly with the French kit. The the darker green's a bit more trendy. Like the the lighter green is really aged. Mm. And you see Leicester Tigers go between dark green and light green. I love Leicester Tigers and light green. I love the old light green. Yeah, I do mm. for Leicester, the Tigers. Leicester Tigers had. Now they're more of a racing green. And and I I prefer Ireland in the bright emerald green. Yeah. The one, mm, if you were watching, like it could be any era of colorized television from say the sixties through to the mid nineties with heavy cotton shirts with a white collar. Yeah. That that emerald green, bright and crisp emerald green. But that means Wales might have to have a duller red pink. or a pinkier. Pink. I'm alright with Wales playing in pink. <laughs> I, I'm <laughs> fine with that. I do you know, the kit I really like the, the Manchester United pink kit, the really light pink kit. Oh no, nice. I don't like that. What? No, I'm not a fan no, of that. No, I'm not a fan of that. Oh, it's lovely. I like the change kit that Phil wore a shirt of oh, the other day. I, I that is a nice that kit. kit. Bad day at the might, office today, Phil. Might not be wearing my United kit um, for a little while. Keep, why, my, why, keep my head down. Yeah, probably. You don't usually wear full kit for match days. <laughs> I, was, I watched the uh, the game midweek in a Chelsea pub. Oh, did you? Yeah, it's quite good fun. Obviously, yeah. Chelsea run as well. I wish I liked football. I mean, I like the stadiums, I like the financing, I like the gossip, I like everything, but the game is awful. <laughs> I, I believe you me, I have tried and tried. And people getting excited about the football say, it was on for five minutes, I've got to go, I can't watch this. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I, don't lo- I don't love the game. I, 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 I do find it fascinating when things like this happen, because I remember when City beat um, United 6-1 at Old Trafford, yeah. and listening to the, the commentary of it, um, when they used to have the fan zone commentators... Do you remember that? When yeah, 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 the fans, you could tune in, and the City one was like, 6-1 at the Swamp! 6-1 at the Swamp! And that's become like Aguero! That's become one of those phrases that City fans know. 6-1 at the Swamp. Yeah. I'm not one of these people that just hates football. I would wish I loved it, but I just can't get on board with it at all. Yeah. I think it's because the players are not very nice in the I, main. I don't even care. I could not give a shit about that. Um, <laughs> I, 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 there's so much th- stuff to learn from football. It's just the game is actually boring. So mm. I, I watch very, very little. I watch United um, every now, probably every couple of weeks. I watch United, but I do. F- I follow the Premier League so much because I do a draft fantasy, fantasy football. Draft fantasy football yeah. just it makes it so exciting. And draft fantasy football is so much better because I'm missing fancy uh, the, the rugby draft this season. Not happening, obviously. That's just devastating. Yeah, um, Bet- betting picks keeps you involved, involved <laughs> in rugby. Yeah, but the draft element is absolutely essential because I'm just doing the regular fantasy Premier oh, League, and it's so and everyone ends up with the same players. Yeah, no, yeah. it's yeah, rubbish. Terrible. That's because I play in a 16-team draft league, oh. which means that you are down to yeah, right. Like um, 
James MacArthur is one of my star men. Uh, Norgard of Brentford is one of my star men. He got, he got me seven points this week from uh, TIBR, which is amazing. Very exciting. Yeah. yeah, it sounds awesome. Um, These guys you never even heard of. Now, would you play a fantasy draft league if the way you pick the players was by simultaneous multi-round auction? <laughs> oh, now you're talking. Yes. Yeah. Because I think now that fantasy rugby draft is gone, sadly... There is a gap in the market where you can literally just buy the software for the simultaneous multi-draft auction, and boom! Instant. <laughs> I, I reckon we could do this. So I remember when I was at school, before uh, when the only fantasy uh, football stuff was ones you do by sending your team into the new, to a newspaper, and then <laughs> yeah. and they publish your scores. Uh, when when they did that, a lad at school set one up in class, and he he, he took money. He, fair play, it was a little business he had. And he, he took money to enter, and then he would do all the calculations. And every Monday at school in the classroom, he'd put up Fair the play. he'd put up the table on the on on the board. I know a guy who did that, and you know, had to post it in or, or whatnot. He's like the Sun Fantasy Football League, and he had. Do you remember the Middlesbrough striker, Laz Slad, oh. Ravenelli? No, you. La, la, ah. Oh, oh, uh, Vidu, uh, no, Lazarus no, or something like that. Lazarus, Janino. No, no, not not a famous one. Not famous okay, one. but um, no. he got, he got this guy because he didn't fill in his form correctly, uh, and he was the top scorer for like the first like the first half of the league. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> well, what was his name? Oh, I can't remember. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. We've definitely if we're talking about football. Fans, yeah, it's over. This, football, is over. This, this podcast is over. So uh, yeah, we're predictions. Pa- Patreon, Patreon. Oh yeah, I'll, I'll, oh, just, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll do the goodbyes now, and then we'll do the predictions. Patreon.com slash eggchasers. Contact Chases at gmail.com. He's at Jay Beardmore. We're at Rugby Podcast. Yep. Uh, what's what's going on? Next week's fixtures. We have Friday night, Ooh. Gloucester host Exeter. Ooh. Exeter. Back on, yeah, Exeter will get back on the wagon. Exeter will be angry. That'll be close, though, I reckon. Mm, five points to one, maybe. Um, Gloucester might... No internationals. Might no internationals. Are they all... Re- uh, and that's going to hurt Exeter more. Hmm... Yeah, true. <clears throat> true. I'll go extra. But still, still extra. Presumably, they still have, still have. They might lose to England. Presumably, they'll still uh, get Hoggy out. Yeah, I imagine so. Yeah, I guess so. Hoggy's got to play. Um, okay. Then Saturday, all three o'clock kickoffs, we've got Bath hosting Wasps. Bath Ooh, might get their first win. Bath might get their first win yeah. with the walking wounded of Wasps. I'm actually yeah. going to say. Bath. Yeah, give me I'm Bath. I'm going to say Bath because of the injuries. Yep. Uh, then London Irish host Bristol. Not wow. A, not a game that Bristol wants. Good good rest week for Bristol. It's a game I'd love to watch. Mm. At, I'm going to go for Irish. At Brentford. I think Irish as well. A badly coached This team. was the, one of the best games of the season last year. It was a draw, wasn't it? Like 33 all or something. Irish love a draw. Uh, give me Bristol. Okay. Mm. Then... Uh, Northampton Saints hosting Leicester. Uh, Leicester. Leicester. This is going to be dynamite. This is yeah. like rolling the clock back 10, 15 years when it actually matters. I, oh, here's, here's another thing for you. Um, I don't know what the attendances were this week in the Premiership. They look like they're going up, though. They look like they're finally starting to get back to what they were. Just mm. in time for an outside force to go and ruin everything. Let's not do that. Let's not go there. Let's not go there. Uh, okay, <laughs> I'm going to go for Leicester. Uh I'm also going to go for Leicester. It's such a, it's, it's the the competing or contradictory styles, isn't it? More flair against more brute force. 
Brute Force has got to win out. Brute Force always wins. Always wins. Me and Chris Boyd had this actual dis- actual disagreement. He says, well, you obviously see the game in terms of contact. Well, I say, I see it as space. I'm like, yes, that is a fundamental disagreement that, that we have. Mm. But he also said that you need contact in certain positions to create space. Create space. So were we just aggressively agreeing? Who knows? <laughs> uh, so I think we're all saying Leicester. Then Worcester Warriors host Sale. Away win. Sale. Uh, sorry, who? Worcester host Sale. Sale. Touch and go on that one. Sale. Sale by 50 points. Uh, and then Harlequins host Saracens. Oh, that such a tasty game. That's two awesome wow. games. Wow. I've got a feeling that Saracens are going to absolutely spank Harlequins. I think Saracens... I th- I think if, they have the, if they have all their players... I, yeah, if the England boys are out... It, it takes a bit away from both sides. It probably takes Marla, more away from Marla I think Smith. They are, you know, because they don't they don't have the first. They miss a game don't they, before they go in. As well, before I'm sure they do. The March is not in. Oh no, he's in. He the squad is. Now. Yeah, he got called because Anthony yeah. Watson's out. Oh, I tell you what, this is dynamite. Will be looking at Harlequins, thinking you have something that that we want. <laughs> not only that, it actually belongs to us. Yeah. They are going to absolutely wipe the floor with Harlequins. I wish, I really wish this was, oh, I hope it is full teams. Oh, if it's not full teams, it's a travesty. And this is, is why yeah. they need to sort this out. Opening weekend isn't good enough. The second weekend isn't good enough. It then really heats up. We've got three or four incredible weekends. I'm, and then I, this I, round of games. I think, oh, it's so hard to call this one. I'm th- I think I'm going to go Quinns at home. I think if it was full teams, I would say Saracens. Mm. Yeah, full teams, Saracens. Yeah, oh, wait and see the God, teams. I wish it, the, I hope <laughs> this is full teams. Yeah. What a weekend of rugby and internationals. Uh, we have next week. Well, we've got Wales, New Zealand. Scotland, Tonga. Scotland, Tonga. Right, fine. Okay. Spain, Italy, and Wales versus New Zealand. Well, that's the what time is that and when? Saturday afternoon. Saturday, 5.15. Lovely. That's what I've got in front of me. Might watch it, might not. See what's happening at the Premiership. <laughs> <laughs> Premiership's all three o'clock kickoffs. Is it? Yeah, but I've needs. Oh, yeah, actually, and the games won't be up, will they? Yeah. On Premiership TV. I've got a request for Premiership TV before we go. So, Premiership TV, they're all singing, all dancing. Great service from from Premiership Rugby, allegedly. That basically has highlights or games. But I think they need to do more than this. I just don't think that's that's enough. So they have David Flatman doing, you know, chat of the week or whatever he's up to. And you know, it's a little bit, you know, it's just not quite, it's not quite in depth enough. Here's something which you could do. Can you do, put up videos of just every line out from every game and every scrum from every game and every backs move from every game? I mean, why not? You, you need content. You've got the rights for it. Every line out from every game would be really easy. Uh, easy Mate, to you need to invest in some rugby analysis software. No, I don't. And an ability to just record and code games. You, you're you should become a like I, one of those. I can't think of anything I'd one of those rather Twitter less do. Analysis accounts. Uh, no, no. Yeah, that, 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 you strike me as that kind of guy. I, I'm definitely not that kind of moaning guy. Moaning about tights. Moaning about people moaning about tights. No, I, <laughs> making <laughs> making up people moaning yeah, about yeah, tights yeah, yeah. to moan about tights. Yeah, yeah, exactly right. Um, so, no uh, analysis. It bores me to tears. It bore, I mean, I really respect the guys that do it. I massively respect the guys that do it. You just there, want there to see line-outs. I just want to see the line-outs. There's, there is some really interesting content by, yeah. by a few guys. So the Dead Ball era, a good friend of mine, yeah. a great, uh, 
uh, Graham does some great analysis. Mm. Yeah, I would never want to put that together. But I'm so glad that someone else else is out there doing the hard work for me. I can't I remember if that's one of the ones that has some. That doesn't matter. Oh, he has all <laughs> sorts of views, but he's bloody great analysis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On so that, his analysis yeah. is absolutely amazing. Yeah, I'm not doing it though. And also, I'm not entirely sure how valuable it is because it's all retrospective. Tell me what's going to happen, not what has happened. Mm. That's why you make the big books. That's exactly in, why. In That's exactly why. When Tok H are winning the Champions Cup in how many seasons will we need for that? Seven. And establish, give it eight seasons. <laughs> yeah. Are you still going to be playing? Well, starting, yeah. starting if, if, Mark, if, if he's still doing CrossFit, then yeah. Yeah, if Mark Bright's still play, playing at 43, <laughs> I don't see why I can't play Trump, you know, Handicap Finals. <laughs> In your mid-40s. In my mid-40s. On that yeah. bombshell, <laughs> see you on the next one. Bye-bye. 